Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dow here. Mr. Dustin Frazier. So, 24 hours later, still looking for the fucking zombie. Ah, uh, yeah, that was quite the <laughs> event last <laughs> night. If you haven't seen it, check on the man stuff. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. That was money well spent. <laughs> A whole, what, two dollars? Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. I've done 400 of these and I have a big old white Kevin Nash beard thanks to that. It brushes against the mic all the time. Uh. It's unbelievable. No, I wish. So we got two voting polls tonight, folks. For NXT TakeOver Triple X. As they're calling it 30. Such <laughs> a great logo that they got going on there as well as SummerSlam right. of 2020 and we've got a stacked weekend with post shows for all of these events so don't forget to hang out in the chat room during all of that it's been a while since we've had a good wrestling weekend because the last time there was a big one of the big four well you know things weren't ideal yeah so I'm going to look at it from a positive perspective on this 400 I'm going to say in hindsight to where we were during Mania Things may not be ideal, but I think we all have some degree of gratitude for the fact that they are improving. And uh, I think these shows are a testament to it. As much as people get salty and they're not getting into it and they're whining about it, I kind of feel like uh, if you really think about where we were and where we are now, it's a hell of a lot better, at least in my opinion. Much better. if If you go back and think about the shows that they were putting on in April... And we power through those. And it really isn't like that anymore. These shows have, uh, they've adapted and maybe it's not perfect, but I'm seeing, like a, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of jaded stuff. Like, yeah, I'm going to always complain about the booking. That's what we do on here. We talk about the book. Well, we were positive. complaining about the booking when the crowds were still there. So. Exactly. You know what I mean? That and didn't and it, change. Like, no. and, I'm, and I'm still calling the, uh, I'm still cherry picking the cool stuff. You know, like I'm not here to just hate the whole thing, but it's just, I can't, I don't like the generalizations I'm hearing where it's just like people just don't like the, like just don't like it in general. You know what I mean? Where uh, I could never really be that way. Just cause, you yeah. know, there are good things going on. We're going to get into that today, but there are a lot of cool things that are happening, and I have been enjoying watching. There's still more wrestling, to be honest, than I can even watch, even as a person that does this, and I manage to keep up. Like, I'm commercial breaking. Whenever Ruff goes to commercial break, I'm flipping to either Dynamite, because there's certain things I want to catch again, or this time I was doing the women's tag tournament <laughs> between Raw, so I'm going yeah. back and forth between these two completely different pace shows. And yeah, it gets crazy, but there's a lot of it. But I don't think that it's bad. I, it's weird when I hear people saying that. There's some things that obviously could be better, but Raw shit. Raw shit. I mean, Raw's always been shitty, though. Raw's yeah, shitty. that's yeah, that, that's never changed. <laughs> so at that point, at that point, this is a norm. <laughs> yeah, Raw's Raw's trash. There's, that's not changed, though. You know what I mean? So I don't know why we're acting like it's something new. Well, we're gonna, again, we're gonna get. To, I don't want to jump straight into it because we got to talk about uh, like probably more of the the state of the two main brands that, than we've ever done since we're going into this whole summer slam but first your favorite game is back uh, <laughs> the zombie game no not the zombie <laughs> not the zombie game we bought um, a, what you gonna be talking about then we bought a zombie game last night guys <laughs> and we streamed it on here and that's all it, we're gonna it say. was 
words can describe. Imp- we bought it just randomly. We wanted to literally just dig into the jar of games and just buy one. And it was one of the better streams. It was myself, Destin. It was Seb, <laughs> it was Seb and it was uh, Spirit. And yeah, the four of us just, we beat it. Spoiler alert, we beat it. But you, if you haven't seen it, you got to just take a look at it. You don't even need the audio. While you're watching this, you could click, scroll down to the on-demand and click the other stream, open in another tab, and just look at it with no audio. And just to so have an idea, have an idea what we're in for. For anyone on iTunes, iHeartRadio, twitch.tv slash talkbrunch, one word, is how you would get there to see our on-demand stuff. That's another thing. If you're, uh, cause again, we're, our, uh, our video community, is dwarfed by our podcast community where at least we're in the four digits there so that being said if you ever hear us talking about something out there in itunes land and tune in land uh, and all those other places and you want to see it not only do you get to if you come into our twitch and sometimes our facebook gaming channel which will be facebook.com slash gaming slash talk brunch but uh it also helps us because we try to get the uh the visual community the, the streaming if you will community the same level of growth that uh we have with the itunes and the podcast community which we were lucky enough to catch the tail end of that shit before everyone and their mother had a podcast unfortunately with the streaming we were kind of late uh to the game in some aspects since it was unplanned but again because i know people ask me sometimes about it i try to do my best to share the links on social media but if you just want to just scroll through the uh the whole episode you can watch it here i know some people are still unaware of that when i tell that to them so your game is back this uh yeah wwe 2k battlegrounds and we were talking last week about modes it's weird right isn't it funny how and they specifically released a trailer talking about modes it almost feels though at the trailer it's strange i don't know if i'm just being paranoid but it almost there must have been a lot of us because i know we're not the largest community but there must have been a lot of other people besides us that wanted to know about the modes because i felt like this trailer was talking at me didn't you yeah, just a little like, bit. It's like, damn, is he, does he mean me? Anyway, I'm going to put it on and, and, and link it over here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the greatest WWE advocate of all time. Today, I'm here to tell you the story of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, an all-new over-the-top arcade game featuring over 70 WWE superstars and legends. All the game modes are exploding with unprecedented action, but the campaign mode featuring your humble advocate is like nothing you've ever experienced before. It all starts with me selling the idea of a new brand to WWE Chairman Vincent Kennedy McMahon. In this game mode, you will play as the rookies and win matches to unlock custom characters and outlandish interactive environments. The Battleground Challenge Mode, where you too can create and customize your very own WWE superstar. Meet my newest creation. I mean, client, the captain. He's ready to decimate all 100 challenges and unlock loads of in-game currency, playable characters, and vanity items. To earn the big bucks, 
online tournament. Is this selling you at all? Like, are you sold more now My than you were before? Is make <laughs> I'm just curious. Behold oh, the, the holy grail of matches. King of the battleground. The captain will take out loser after loser until the crown sits For me, I think it's the gameplay that I'm skeptical about. You know, it's still the gameplay. looks like it's too goofy. Where things really start yeah, like, to heat up. We're talking unrestrained, unhinged, in your face pandemonium online or on the couch with your friends. Now, ladies and gentlemen, story time with Paul Heyman is almost over. But the party's just getting started in WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Do you have what it takes to handle the madness? The moves. The mayhem. You can brawl with friends. You can brawl with family. You can brawl with the most celebrated and feared WWE superstars and legends to ever hit the ring. Pre-order today and get ready to brawl without limits. So what are your thoughts here with, with this thing? Well, at least we know more. You know more about some modes, right? Yeah. I still want to know why Charlotte was green in that original trailer, but I mean, yeah. Maybe she has a Hulk, an alternate Hulk thing. She Hulk. Oh, oh dear God. It's like, with, it, it, it's like when she goes crazy in the real thing. Like, Faster, clearly, and she just turns green. Don't you know I'm green? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You have to get the green off from, like, wrestling more matches. They, <laughs> they, they took it literally, right? Has to be some shit like that. That would be my oh, best guess. God. Did I share? I haven't been sharing these into the chat room. I'm sorry. Let me drop the uh, the links here. <laughs> King Quest said, reuse Ryan's and Dragon Punch in the game, I see. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah, some physics-defying shit, you know? That's what blows my mind about it. And like I said, the, the, the action doesn't necessarily excite me. I will say that. Yeah. Like, it looks okay. I'm gonna, I gotta remember to drop it through this device here so that it'll tweet out through all social media. So yeah, there is the links for you guys. Yeah, I think it's just my whole thing. It's like, I was never that big of a fan of, of All Stars. So it's like, Oh, pre here. <laughs> but yeah, like I was never, uh, <laughs> I was never too big of a fan at all for all stars. So I'm just like, I can't deal with like upgraded all stars. Hey, what's up, pre? Very rare to see you at this time. How you doing? I love how our name is literally pre here. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my god, it ain't real if you don't do the face. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it looks like a goofy little game. I'm wondering what it is like as far as hard drive space. It can't like if it's like as big as a usual 2K game, like definitely a lot of shit. Yeah, tell me about it. It's ridiculous. So, you getting it? Pre-ordering it so you could get your your little miniature <laughs> edge. Oh, you stupid! <laughs> I mean, considering what came out a few days ago, yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> I, I I can't bring myself to do it. I can't like I can't with the cartoony. Like I just at least not for the wrestling games. At least especially how they've been the last few years. I'm like you can't go from realistic to realistic to realistic to uh, RK when somebody into an alligator from a hundred feet in the air. Like I can't. 
Yeah, I know. That's a dramatic transition right there. But remember those little clips we were playing last week? I'm looking here through our program. It looks like there was another one that was released of two more superstars that were added. We have the whole roster here. Oh, yeah, I did see this one. We have the whole roster here, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, why does this need to twist? Okay, so it's AJ Styles and Finn Balor for iHeart and iTunes people. Let's do that again. It's just, ah. Is it, is it my age? Is that what it is? Are there like people younger than me that are like, it's because, right with this? I I think it's realistic the fact that we've had realism and simulation for so long. You can't just switch me back. Like you can't just sprinkle that in every now and then. Like I'm gonna notice and I'm gonna be like, wait a minute, put that back. Like, like I've been using the styles clash in games since it was called the landing pin. You can't just throw a twist in there and be like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah. By the way, if you look for this on Facebook, I notice whenever we shit on this game, the Facebook version of this gets deleted. So if you can't find us, we're on Twitch also. Just noticing a correlation here between when we when we have this shit on here. But I'm I'm trying to be open minded about it. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have like if I get this, it's gonna be a minute. You know what I think ranges ten to four. You know what I think would have made it good? I think this would have been good if like two K twenty would have been good. And then this also came out and it was like, and you have this. And we would have already been happy since it's the same developer and team. Like, all right. Yeah. You know, we trust them yeah. because of what happened. But it's more like, Hey, we shit the bed on like the most important game of the year for wrestling fans. And now we bring you these small ass characters, these little toy characters, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that as much as I enjoyed 2K20. Yeah. The fact, yeah, this is weird. 2K20 shit the bed. It's but, like if, it's like if you went out for dinner and then the waiter dropped it on the floor. So all you could have was dessert. And then that was lukewarm. Right. It wasn't even like a good dessert. It was like hostess. They, <laughs> had, they just had hostess in the back. They weren't planning do on dessert. Think, do you think I'm on a budget? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Write it down. Do you think I'm on a budget? There goes this episode because yeah, now we just compared that game to the Hostess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll probably stream it here. Compare that. I mean, we streamed that dumb shit yesterday, right? So we'll probably stream it here. You know what the sad part about it? You're not wrong because after that, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna definitely crawl around some early reviews because as much as I love the community, I'm not gonna spend forty bucks on this fucking thing if it's really horrendous. I the, like 2K20 is the first game that I didn't buy in the WWE library since I think going back as far as my freaking childhood, and that says a lot. I mean, I tolerated yeah. some stinkers. I bought Thunder. Let's not forget that I'm uh, write that down. I bought Thunder. <laughs> you know, because when I think about that, I love how that's. The- I love how for gamers, you know, anybody players, out there, the anybody out there that bought Thunder back in the day on PlayStation, you feel me? You feel my pain? If you survived Thunder, and you could, and you didn't buy Two K Twenty, that's a statement. I was so mad. We <laughs> bought Raw's War. Raw's War was not as rough as Thunder, though, man. Like Thunder was fucking rough. Oh my god, you remember WrestleMania Twenty One for the Xbox? I believe Nitro was the first, was like, uh, the first one. Like Nitro and Thunder are like the same game. Like Thunder's just like the sequel. It's the same shit. If I'm thinking of the right one, but I know for sure Thunder was the rough one. The only thing that was cool was that, uh, that character selection screen we played on here a few times, you know, where the guys are actually animated and they say, pick me and all this other shit. But the game itself is Thunder better looking than this game. No, right? Mm-mm. 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 
We got a red. Uh, uh. I'm going to see if I could get Thunder on here real quick. See when we have the unplanned ones. Okay, see, the unplanned stuff is fun. There's no, pre- there's no, there's no prepping for that. Just to relive some Thunder yeah. moments, you know? Right. Like if anybody wants to do that, right? I like how you agreed though. You're like, all right. I mean, hey, if, if nobody, if don't nobody say nothing, I'm, like, I'm gonna just assume y'all on for the ride. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up on the Tron over here now. Give me a minute. You know, there's a little nerve. This it. Yeah, we're gonna go past the character selection screen because we we've already done that before. Let's look at the gameplay here. Vertical. Oh no. The selling is fantastic. Keep in mind, this was like WCW NWO Revenge without for N64 players, which is pretty much the uh, predecessor to No Mercy. So you have essentially the No Mercy engine versus this shit. Goldberg is possessed. I didn't realize that was Goldberg. Oh, the controls are worse than the game is. Power bomb. Great commentary. <laughs> the sound of breaking bones out there and shit, you know? And it's the most 2D, 3D game that you ever play because even though the camera rotates around often, you can only really go like back and forth. No, this is definitely worse than ECW Revolution. Revolution was a lot more like the Raw game. This is... This, I can't even keep this shit on the screen. Oof. That happened? Yeah. Battlegrounds will be better than that, you could say. If they don't have the submission sound effects, though, I ain't buying it. By the way, Pri, if you're still up, you're welcome to call in as always. I actually was on Skype with her a lot over the weekend. It's just because we talk a lot. It's just that the fucking podcast times don't coordinate because we have yeah. this so late. Impact the game. Yeah, that was a... That was a little bit rough, too. But I yeah, digress. That one, that one handled better than Thunder. Yeah, we got this roster here. Uh, I'm going to try to bring it up on the screen. They actually released the whole roster. Really? Is it that big? 70 people, apparently. Holy shit. You see? It's like there are pieces of this coming together. I don't want to get too positive on it and I get screwed over. Right. So don't I do that. that on the screen. Don't I'm not going to be that guy. I can't promote this. I'm sorry. A lot of bad shit has happened. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um. So, AJ Styles. These are confirmed characters. You got AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alistair Black. To think all these characters, when you think of 70 different people with the moves that they have, we're going to see like Super Saiyan versions of all of those characters. Yeah, you know? saying, dude, I can't wait to see like a Big Bang Attack Black Mask. Like I'm trying to think of who I'd be most excited for. Like, yeah, I guess Alistair Black, where he hits you with that crazy Black Mask. Bliss, what would hers be? I guess to some a super it, twist. It would be Bliss, the DDT. Right? Or, 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 and the twisted bliss would be like she come down like a bomb, probably, with, or on fire or some shit. <laughs> she dodged from the moon. And you got Alicia Fox on there. She probably her her drink. She probably drinks some Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I'm. <laughs> she probably has the uh. What did she, did she used to do? Booker uh, yeah. T's ghetto she, blaster. She had, the, she had the ask. She had the ask kick. Right, right, and ghetto blaster. But with her, she used she was the laying on her feet with it because she was so fucking tall compared to everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Andre the Giant. I, I so it's like a, some nostalgia in here too. That'll be cool. You have Andre the Giant. You have, uh, Apollo Cruz will be there probably. The, yeah, we've seen his crazy ass moves. So Oscar, Baron Corbin, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Beth Phoenix, Biggie, Big Show, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Brie Bella, Brock Lesnar, Carmella, Cesaro, Charlotte, 
Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Edge as the pre-order bonus, Elias, Ember Moon, Finn Balor, Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jeff Hardy, John Cena, Kalisto, Carl Anderson, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Lindsay Dorado, uh, Liv Morgan, Luke Gallows, Mandy Rose, Mankind, Mickey James, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Nikki Bella, Nikki Cross, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey. Oh, that's interesting. Like, is it funny that Ronda Rousey is not a pre-order? And it's Edge. Yeah, like that would that for either of them to be a pre-order at this point wouldn't make sense. Rowan. It's funny how certain people aren't even there anymore. R Truth, Samoa Joe, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Sergeant Slaughter, Shawn Michaels, Nakamura, Stephanie McMahon, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Miz, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, Xavier Woods, and Yokozuna. So after so afterwards, there's gonna be DLC. It is subject oh to change, but the DLC plan as of this moment, August eighteenth, is Ali, Alundra Blaze, aka Medusa, Andrade, Angelo Dawkins, Batista, Big Boss Man, Billy Kay, Bo Dallas, Booker T, Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Buddy Murphy, Cactus Jack, Chad Gable, Christian, China, Curtis Axel, Dana Brooke, Doink the Clown, Earthquake, Eddie Guerrero, Fandango, Goldberg, Grand Metalik, Jay Uso, Jim Neidhart, Jimmy Uso, Kane, Kevin Nash, Lana, Lita, Macho Man, Mark Henry, Maurice, Mojo Raleigh, I don't know why we want that, Montez Ford, Mr. McMahon, Mr. Perfect, Otis, Page, Peyton Royce, Razor, Rhea Ripley, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ruby Riot, Sami Zayn, Scott Hall, Shane O'Mac, Seamus, Sonya Deville, Sting, Tamina, The Boogeyman, The Brian Kendrick, Trish Stratus, Tucker, Tyler Breeze, Typhoon, Ultimate Warrior, and Vader. It's a pretty stacked roster. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. You still sound scarred. <laughs> you know what it is? It's just weird to me that, like, Ali and Andrade pre-ordered? I mean, DLC? Like, what? Right. It's just odd. Like some people were just like, so some people who are in the game that would make sense as DLC. And then there's people who are DLC who it's like, why are you not just already in the game? Because the hierarchy in WWE has been disrupted so greatly that we really don't know anymore, man. Like they're pushing yeah. people from 10, 20 years ago at the same time they're pushing people from yesterday. And then people become jobbers and then turn face and get pushes like all on the same show sometimes. Think about it. It's hard to really tell what exactly the landscape is. I told you in the chat like, room earlier today, I said that Raw, to me, is starting to remind me of Robot Chicken. In the sense that it's like it's like a robot chicken that's trying to be serious. But it has the same awkward editing that Robot Chicken does. You know the way Robot Chicken will do a joke? And then they'll suddenly cut back to a joke from way early in the episode just to cut back to what they were doing. It'll be like... You know, some funny joke, then it'll cut to, uh, you know, the, the, the robot fucking the washing machine and then back to the joke they were originally on. Like, if that didn't just happen, that's sort of how raw feels sometimes. <laughs> where it's just like, poof, just different stupid shit happening. Like, one oh, thing after God. another and nobody really knows Wrong. or gives a fuck what's going to happen next. You know, like, today when I watch, there's times I have to just avert my eyes and thankfully have a program to write to go on here after it. 
because it's like if I have to pay attention, I feel like it would fry my brain. You know, you don't know how many times I start to see something that interests me. And then I just look away back to the laptop, back to putting tonight's program together. I'm like, I just shake my head. Like I was interested. We're going to get into it later on, but I was interested in, in Natalia uh, versus Mickey James, two of my favorite female wrestlers. I've always, anyone who's listened to this for years, you know, those two, my, that's like a dream come true for me. Mickey James versus Natalia. So I stop what I'm doing. Stupid me to look. And I will get into later why I was like, fucking, I just looked away. They don't care. They don't really push anyone. They don't really do anything. I mean, because if I'm looking at it from common sense, which then again, why am I thinking of that with WWE? The guys who maybe were big in like the 80s and the early 90s, DLC. The guys who I just saw three days ago in the game. (laughs) We just saw Grand Middle League have a title shot within the last month. Why is he DLC? There's no order there. There's legit no order to anything that's going on. So it's they probably didn't know who to put as pre-orders. It's not like like things have changed so much. What I think even if you don't know the the current way that WWE's put together, any person with common sense would have done a better job. Like yeah. you would think that the legends that aren't here would be the DLC no matter what, right? Like by default, if you are a legend and not actively wrestling, that makes you DLC. And then on top of that, with the thing where well, I'm going back to with Edge, Edge has been in every Edge hasn't missed a game, but not been DLC. Why is he DLC? Yeah. Like that makes zero sense. I don't give a shit if he just came back wrestling. He, he's been active in the game and just been a playable character right off the grid for years now. There's literally no logical reason to make him make him DLC. Oh, we're celebrating Edge's return by making him making us pay for him this time? Okay. Yeah. And that means that the game does become a $60 game, doesn't it? They snuck that fucking yeah. $60. Remember, I was like, I want $39.99, which I wasn't even comfortable with anyway, because I'm like, this is not what I want. So it's going to be all at the end of the day with the pass and everything. They're easing you into this being the price of the fucking regular 2K games, aren't they? Pretty much. Like, before you know it, that's what it's going to be. This is nonsense. We don't even know if that's coming all in one DLC pack. We just know that's DLC for the future. That'll probably be a season pass. Why not, right? Because why? Oh, yeah. No, they're they're, they're going to do like they do in the other two games. They're in like three packs. This isn't an apology for that fucking abomination that 2K20 was. It's just another way to make money. Yeah, we buried it. So much for us having that partnership. Yeah, well, maybe I. Everything was ever on the table, right? All right. Pre, you on the call? I get you in. I try to bridge Pre in here. Yeah, I know Parisa you want. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, there, she is. there she is. Hey. Hello. Happy 400. Doing? We have like nothing planned. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> we are the full. We are the plan, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how have you been? Better than wrestling? Yeah, good. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's just a shit show, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a real nightmare. Just 50 shades of shit. Certain things haven't worked out <laughs> as far as... uh. And again, when I say this, I'm usually talking about Raw. Because I have to still give credit. You know what? It's NXT's just kind of... And, I, and I'm going to cringe when I say this. NXT, the wrestling's good and the booking's good. It's just sometimes boring. And then when it's yeah. not boring, they do really... Like, lately, they've been doing really weird shit. We're going to have to get into it later on. But uh, NXT's been doing really strange stuff. But it's like... Oh, we're talking about the episode we saw the other night, right? (laughs) Yeah, you were on call when I watched that, right? That was this past, uh, I remember it was Friday, I believe. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah. It was strange. It's it's just uh, unusual stuff going on with them. 
Um, you know, it's like Monday. Monday is the only place where you don't see effort. You just see stupidity. Yeah. You know, I mean, so we have to talk about it anyway because takeovers this upcoming Saturday. I'm, I'm just going to give you again. I don't do the full card, but I'm just going to tell you some feedback in regards to uh, what my problems were with NXT, so that we could get NXT out of the way early. So, first of all, the cross guy, the one that's actually smaller than than Donovan. <laughs> And that's a problem with me. He has this dramatic intro. We have a hoopla hottie come out of a beam of fucking light. And the, <laughs> and the guy and the guy's smaller than than like a lot of the other people. Like, yeah, I get he has muscles, but you can't have a hoopla hottie come out of a fucking beam of light. And then you're smaller than Donovan the Djokovic. <laughs> Yo, you, <laughs> you ruined know? his entrance for me when you told me about that hoopla hottie shit. Because now when it says fall and pray, all I say is hoopla hottie. <laughs> This guy ruined his entrance for me when he stood nose to nose backstage with with Donovan because I remember I I swear to God I was thinking who's that like for like for a brief moment because I, I I always figured his entrance makes him seem larger than life I give them credit for that so I thought he was this towering motherfucker like you know him more than me from Impact and uh, bigger than Impact and when I see him here I'm like wait a minute when he came nose to nose with this dude backstage and Donovan was looking down and I was like who is that dude and then I realized when he attacked I'm like oh him that's the guy that's the guy with the with the beaming light hoopla hottie. Get out of here with that. And but listen, yeah, they should have put like um, a box or something underneath him, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Or maybe we the guy crouched down, you know. And so, so I digress. There's so much fucking miss for his intro at this point. They added more miss than there was before. Like before, it's just like a little bit just for her light for it to reflect. There was so much that it was still there for Danny Burch. Danny Burch had missed too. <laughs> Go back Danny and look Burke at had missed in his entrance. And then when they were fighting, they they both still had missed. Like how much how much missed does they how magical are they? They, they, they were like fighting a... in the performance center. They were fighting in a fog. Oh my god. Um what else? What else? So so Cross signs the contract. With blood magic. Should I even bring this up on screen? I don't even even yes. know if I should, man. Yes. <laughs> we need to suffer through this as a group. Oh damage. my god, you're we... gonna have to give me a, a minute to to navigate to this one. Take your time, boo boo. Take your time. <laughs> I was thinking, should we just bring it up on screen? I know that, that sometimes the E gets pissy when we do that, but sometimes yeah, it's necessary right. for us to uh to just make our point. You know, fair use, motherfuckers. Why right. <laughs> about everything? Let me, let me see if I can. When do crazy shit, we had nothing to laugh about. There's so much to complain about that we probably. Okay, is this where it happens? Am I at the? Am I on the right track here? You're gonna have to tell me. This is where it happens, right? With the contract. Yeah. Oh my God. He signed the contract. Elven blood. (laughs) This this took too long. Also, like I get the dramatic thing they're going for with him and her, but it's just too long. Like he's not dramatic, right? So how come he pauses the way she does? I get her doing it, but you should still act normal. Wait, let's get some audio for the toy. Fireball in the book. I gotta give this woman credit. Okay. She was in the House of Truth as a hoopla hottie. And that was a gimmick that Truth Martini was always trying to get over. Was the was the book of truth being able to do fire. So look, she she carried a fucking technique from her. She's still a hoopla hottie at heart. <laughs> she used a fucking house of truth technique on his ass. Oh, oh god. Truth Martini would be proud. I told you she was a fucking hoopla hottie, and I don't want to going back to the stuff that's proof. It wasn't even the book of truth; it was a fucking contract of honesty. (laughs) (laughs) That shit happened. I was like, "Wow!" So much was broken here. Remember back when we used to talk about NXT, 
and like everything was perfect. Yeah. It's so weird. So a fireball hits him in the face and I'm thinking, what the fuck? But then here's the thing. If you're going to do that, fine. I may not agree with it. I don't think it's necessary for this angle. The guy being tough with your gimmick, not that he has fireball tricks, but if you're going to commit to it, do so. But they didn't even bother to finish with Keith Lee being carried to the back. And that's for a couple of reasons. Because Keith Lee's walking to the back. <laughs> Keith Lee walking to the back took almost all weekend. Like, you would think you would think that something like that oh, would God. just be touch you and go. The best part about this that, him screaming, just, that motherfucker was walking. How big is Full Sail? Can someone tell you? It doesn't look that big that you'd be walking like that. This was like he was walking like the the amount of time that it took Bruce Willis to make it to the top of the building and die hard. Like this motherfucker was walking, <laughs> you know, and they kept cutting. And then here's the crazy part about it. Like they didn't even bother. This is so important to them that they're that they're staying with Keith Lee while his face is on fire, essentially. But it's not that important that they don't put us in picture in picture. And we have fucking Rockstar Spud's entrance via split screen for his Killian Dane match. So I'm thinking they can't decide what's more important, whether or not we have Keith Lee with his flaming face or whether they have Rockstar Spud's fucking whatever match it is that he's going to have. But then they fucking shit on that, too, because the Undisputed Era interrupts and they throw that out. Drake Maverick and Killian, they get, no they get beat up. So it was like, wait a minute. So you they guys, you guys, for a no you guys have full control over what happens here. And you're telling me that the Keith Lee thing, that you invested energy, clearly you're proud of yourselves with this fire. You you invested energy into this Keith Lee shit. And you knew that the Rockstar Spud thing wasn't going to fucking happen because you were going to have the, the Undisputed Era come out and take them out. But you still put us through the patronizing use of picture-in-picture picture to show us a fucking entrance for a Rockstar Spud match that wasn't going to happen? Why? Like, why do this to us? Like nothing, it was literally like, let's just put as many different fucking things in the screen as we can that don't matter. It was just so weird. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then it got worse. <laughs> and then it got worse. Yeah. It's just even possible because the UE, I guess they're all tweeners now because they're against the heel, but then they beat up the faces and uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it was just. I can't even disrespect this industry by calling Matt, McC- Matt McAfee a heel. He's a McAfee. That's all he is. Yeah. That guy this, with the jorts and the hairstyle. This segment was literally let's throw as much shit on the wall and see what sticks. But Damn. since they, they, know what, they knew it wasn't going to stick, though. That's what angers me the most. It was like they knew the Rockstar Spud match wasn't going to happen. So why not just, if you really want to do the Keith Lee thing, give us that in full screen and then have Spud already in the ring so that it could get interrupted. We don't need to see him walk out for a match you're going to throw away. Yeah, All I'm saying <laughs> is Rockstar Spud got more of an interest than Mickey James did on Raw at night. Look at this. I'm putting this just so you guys can see the absurdity here. Look at the absurdity of this. We keep in mind this match over here on the right side is not going to happen. And they know that that's just being used as an instrument to make the UE go over with their heat. And nonetheless, they want us to see that. And I know that they're not supposed to know it's going to happen. But since they do, don't do this shit. And then I'm a little bit more, treats, I'm a little bit more who, concerned about the man who got fire in his eyeballs. I'm more concerned about the fact that that's how they're treating a burn wound. What do they do? They put Taz's towel on him. <laughs> That's not how you treat a fucking burn wound. Bill and Alfonso come out with some ice. Sorry, suck it up. <laughs> it's so terrible. Look at what. We- <laughs> Nothing makes sense right now. Hey, you, you know what this reminds me of? Like back in the day, you would go to these Chinese restaurants and they would bring you the the towels. You know, the warm lemon towel to like wipe your hands, and sometimes people would put it on their face. It reminds me of that. Well, what are they gonna do next? Bring them a fucking miso soup? 
<laughs> None of this is going to help with <laughs> Nothing that they're doing is going to help this guy. But it's not it's not that important. Fuck the fact that someone's face is on Thanks. fire and we're trying to sell it. We have to show Killian Dane versus Rockstar Spot. It just hit me. It just hit me even though I watched it. They both got their full entrances in, in the time it took them to get freaking Keith Lee this ambulance. Yeah. That's how far, oh. that's how big full sale is suddenly that these guys were able get to home. come out from Gorilla and have their full All entrances is, slowly approach each other and he hasn't made it out yet. This is All giant. It must be is, like fucking umbrella. It must be umbrella corporation. All I'm saying is y'all better pray to God the PC guy doesn't slit somebody's throat at full sale because they are fucked if this is the right thing. Oh yeah. It's like playing a level of gauntlet. You have to find the exit. <laughs> like what is happening here? So that was a mess. That was that was a big mess. And did anything else happen there that we care about? Obviously, we had this dude come out. Um, your favorite Pat, 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 Pat. Don't you ever disrespect me like that again? I swear to God, I'll hang up. <laughs> Some people like him. Yeah, no one I know, but they but they say the legend has it. But yeah, Adam Cole comes out. Of course, he's hot because he got kicked unconscious and he looked like dog shit last week. So he's out there, basically angry, and they're trying to get their heat back through this angle. Which, again, the, just the subtlety of where they went from being heels to now. The only reason why they're faces is because people hate this guy so much. So, I mean, I guess I give them credit for that. It's literally the same reason as why people cheered when Roman Reigns beat Sheamus for the WWE Championship. It wasn't wanting Roman to be champion. It's just wanting Sheamus not to be. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anything else of value that you cared about talking about in regards to NXT happen? I mean, Dream's back. Yeah, Dream did return. You know, good for him. Um, yeah, good to see him. And I guess that was a heel turn at the end. At the very end, when he uh when he beats up Kushida, yeah, that was definitely yeah. a heel turn. He that's what I, that's what I thought it was. I was like, I knew I'm not crazy, but yeah, no, they decided to become the angry Velveteen Dream at the very end of this. Let's see. Who we'll finished though? Because uh, Camera Grimes basically wound up going over and advancing by hitting a cave in on dream no he can't hit the cave in on kushida while he had dream in the hoverboard lock mm-hmm. yeah very solid stuff there and uh yeah there's dream i guess we do have to talk about it because the dream thing it has come up on here enough and yeah. obviously there are people that are pretty pissed off about it so yeah let's see if we can find that heel turn before we get into all of that i guess that'd be toward the end of it like the very end yeah pretty much yeah right here is when he just turned the hell is dream doing the matches over well, this is a side of yeah, Velveteen like Dream we have not dream. seen before. No. Expectorating? Come on, Dream. You've seen him before. He started as a heel. Don't give me that shit. Yeah, right? This ain't new. He's been a face for like 10 months. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are your thoughts? You think it's appropriate that he comes back as a heel? I mean, I guess they need to if they're turning Adam Cole and three other guys' faces. He's like, he just lost yeah, three yeah, heels. At that point, you, you got mix up the quote. And I mean, he's always a fa- he's a, he was a great heel. So yeah, yeah, I think he needs this for his character. Yeah, because at this point, I mean, he's lost how many NXT championship opportunities? Like, you can't just stay good after that. No, you really can't. So, uh, the controversy that's happening, as you know, was because of that whole allegation thing that he went through, and obviously, him coming back it pissed like a lot of people off. Like his speaking out user wrote like this big statement about just how bad he feels or whatever. I'm not going to read it. I have it right in front of me. It's not a matter of laziness. I just think this is, I'm calling bullshit. If I'm wrong, I'll be wrong, but I don't believe him. I'm choosing not to believe. Hashtag choosing to. 
as usual, not enough roof there. <laughs> not enough. And a little bit of do through, not solid enough. And there were a lot of fans that were pissed off and they were saying stuff like, oh, how are you going to, uh, how are you going to have this, uh, this guy, this freaking pedophile and this guy is going to be part of your, your program. This, this goes to show that there's no style. You said, you know, you saw all the angry tweets and everything like that. Yeah. Same usual bullshit from people who are too lazy to actually investigate. Yeah. So there was, there was that that was going on. And then apparently, according to Fightful, they were saying that uh, his return was kept private. Um, they were only, the NXT locker room only knew about it like moments ahead of it happening. And uh, there was heat on him because of behavioral issues that he was having. And, uh, they feel that he gets preferential treatment in a lot of situations. And they said that in most other situations, um, he'd be fired for allegations like that. But there's always been reports of his shitty attitude and personality, right? Like all the way from the beginning, even after Tough Enough. Uh, yeah, we've always heard certain things in regards to this guy. Like we've always heard that, uh, there's been things, but I always, I always take it with a grain of salt. So I, I never really knew for sure if, uh, he was the problem that they were saying that he is, you know? Uh, but yeah, there was apparently some heat on him. But when Triple H was asked about this, he spoke to CBS Sports and he was quoted as saying, you know, in this day today, accusations are made and you take them all very seriously. You look into them the best that you can uh, and you find out what is there and what isn't. In this situation, Clark was also involved in a car accident. That's what took him off TV. In the moment, all this other stuff happens and you look into it and you find that there is a situation that people bring to everyone's attention. You look into it and you find uh, that, that it is what it is and that there's nothing there. Everything that we have done, we are comfortable with him continuing to do what he does and everything else. But he had a car accident. It stemmed down to people thought we removed him from TV for different reasons. We did it. He was in a car accident. Once he was medically cleared to be able to return in the ring from his car accident, we continued forward the way we did. We looked into what was there and we didn't find anything. So that's from Triple H. He's saying that he didn't find anything. That's pretty much the long and short of it. So this is one of the reasons why this guy... Uh, is back on television and that's the way it's supposed to be there's no proof they investigated and they didn't find anything it should be people should be liable whatever happened to slander when people say that wwe is hiring a pedophile especially if no charges were brought on the guy then that shit is slander you know exactly you can't just go around accusing people like he wasn't even arrested he wasn't convicted or anything it's weird how that's that that's just become a thing nowadays where people just don't have to worry it's like you don't doesn't matter whether you were convicted or not. People don't give a fuck. So, unfortunate for the guy. I thought that was really awful. Yeah. And uh, it sucks that he's still being treated that way. And at the end of the day, uh, even Meltzer was talking about it. And he basically said that the thing with Vince is from Vince's perspective, he's got, he's not going to fire somebody over an accusation. He's going to have to find evidence of something before he'll do so. So he would have figured that, yeah, you're going to keep him off of TV, but yeah, you're going to do an investigation to find out if it's true. And this, and this one, he finds it interesting because it's like, it doesn't appear that they, that they did that, like even looked into it, which is what you would do, which, uh, Triple H already said. They wouldn't have a roster if they did that. Half of them would be absent for COVID. The other half would probably have some kind of accusation, like against them. Exactly. And, and to me, that's one of the biggest problems here where, you can't just end people's careers over accusations. And even if those accusations can be true, it's just not the way things work. 
it shouldn't work that way just because they're wrestlers. Like, you wouldn't do that to anyone else in any other line of work. Celebrities are getting it too. Streamers are getting it. But people that are in the public spotlight, you can't just deny them their day in court if it even was to come to that. And a lot of the times it doesn't. So it's just unfair. A lot of guys are going through shitty things thanks to this. You know, and Velveteen, at least he came out the other side. And WWE, they're probably going to start ignoring stuff like that. You know, let's not forget yeah. that Vince McMahon's allegedly a guy who tried to make his guys duck crimes when they were guilty, let alone when <laughs> questionable. You know, it also affected our Ring of Honor because recently we found out with Marty Skrull, his situation is uh he's no longer the head booker. According to Wrestling Observer, they were saying that Delirious is back to being head booker and that uh it's because of the investigation that Marty Skrull's not there. And people are speculating that means that you're probably not going to see him as a performer in Ring of Honor right now either because... uh. Remember, one of the things that we were anticipating was because Marty Skrull became one of the head bookers of Ring of Honor, we thought maybe there'd be a chance for AEW down the road to have some sort of a joint partnership or crossover. But that sort of disappears when they had to take him off of that position because of what's happening in the public. And it's a shame because there was that was somebody who, uh, that was like one of Ring of Honor's last lines of defense, to be honest. There's a reason why they gave him all that power and money. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about it when he first became, like, a big deal in Ring of Honor. It was like, that's because that's the only guy they had left out of the Bullet Club and the Elite. And they wanted to make sure that he was taken care of because he became that big of an asset. And now that's fucked up for them, you know? And it couldn't come at a worse time because, ah, it's been six months since the last time Ring of Honor has done anything. But they're going to start again this upcoming week. Their first taping is August 22nd and August 23rd in Baltimore. So they're going to be using the bubble strategy that the NBA and NHL have been using, where uh, they create a bubble and talents tested for COVID-19, and they're only going to be allowed on certain locations and so on and so forth. So this is how they're going to be doing it. That's coming in a few days. They're not going to have their head booker slash one of their head talent. So this company always gets hit with bad news. All the time. <laughs> She's a conveyor belt of bad shit. Yeah, like. Recently, Lance Storm tweeted, and I'm, I don't really necessarily think this applies to everything that we're talking about, but the tweet said that a word of caution to anyone who decides to hate or love a wrestler based on what you've heard others say. Go watch the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD and then his Hall of Fame induction. People lie and opinions change. Don't judge too harshly if you've never met them. And I think that can be applied to so many aspects of life that uh, would make things more easy. It's like everyone's quick to jump to conclusions. And I like Landstorm. I've been, I've, back when it was before we even had YouTube or anything like that, I've always like read his blog and I thought he was a very insightful and smart guy. And he seems to always approach this kind of stuff objectively. And I think that's what's happening. A lot of people get not only just the character confused with the performer, but just the performers are, you hear like other performers you like complain or you hear rumors about them and automatically without any proof or without any like first person experience, you just sort of have this quick judgment. So, just be careful about that shit. Don't be so easily influenced by propaganda out there. Yeah, you'd be surprised um, surprised how many people will say something just because they know it'll get a reaction. Yeah, tell me about it. Something else. Hey, I'm glad he's back. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I love when people say, like, oh, he gets preferential treatment. No, that's called being over in three quarters. Which is what we've been saying for the better part of what a year and a half what the Velveteen Dream is. Yeah, you can't mess with somebody's career, especially someone who's skyrocketing, if you will, just because of the fact that uh, there was a, a rumor and nothing. You know, they go to the cops. That's what you're supposed to do. I keep saying, go to the cops. Yeah, don't go to social media. They can't help you. Yeah. All right, well, what else do we have going on here? 
there has been, for the first time in AEW history, they've had to let people go. It was inevitable. Something that was going to happen. So, three names were released officially. Bea Priestley, Sadie Gibbs, and Jimmy Havoc are now gone from uh, AEW. And Jimmy Havoc, that might partially have to do because of the the whole speaking out movement, because he was one of the people that was accused. Maybe he was just one of those people that needed to fall on the sword, but he's gone, which pretty much leaves Kip Saban and Penelope Ford down one wrestler. And I guess that kills Team Superbad, which that sucks because that's one of my favorite things. That's one of my favorite fucking teams on there, so... It seems like every time I watch a wrestling show, some either a person or a team that I like loses like an essential part of it. And when in the case with AEW, it bothers me just because there's so much loose talent there that they could have cut the court anywhere else, which to me is further indication that it has to be the sexual misconduct allegations. So yeah. fuck that. That sucks. Um, yeah, but what do you expect? They are slowly becoming like, to me personally, the social like justice warrior company they seem to jump on everything and react yeah they are they really do they're they're like becoming like they're all tolerance and all of that other stuff but to that almost to that uh like to that radical left version of it where like it's almost cultish at times and i hate it because we were like supporters way back when you know and you just start seeing like the holes of the stuff that they're doing happening here and I get it, like the guy had allegations or whatever, but how, you know, maybe, maybe there's something, maybe there's something we don't know, or maybe there's some proof or any, or, or something, but it to me just felt like they just cut that dude. And, uh, as far as, yeah, like, yeah, go ahead. I, I think, do you know what it is with them? It's like, yeah, we, we all know that things need to change with society, but they just seem to be so reactive. And it's like, when is this going to stop? Like the whole point of us watching, wrestling is to have some diversion from all the shit going on in our lives and yet they are just so socially bound by everything you know what i mean there's like a real disconnect between real life and wrestling and they just can't seem to get out of the political side of things yeah when it comes to politics if you try to keep everybody happy ultimately you're going to wind up pissing somebody off so it's better just to try to be more sincere with what it is that's going on here and I think WWE's way of handling things, assuming that there's no proof with the Havoc stuff, which I've yet to see, WWE's way of handling things was fine. You know, they didn't. They, they, nothing was brought to them. They're a company and you handle things officially the way a company would. It's, it's once the law gets involved or if you have some sort of proof, which they said in contracts before. If something's done and charges are pressed, then they have the right to fire you. And if they also find something out with proof without there being any charges, they can also fire you. There's proof of misconduct. Otherwise, they shouldn't. But with this, that really sucks for him. Um, hopefully he manages to make it back at some point in the future. And, uh, Sadie Gibbs, more of her reason from what we're hearing has to do with the travel and the pandemic situation. I guess she does, she lives overseas. So yeah, that trip is virtually almost, if not hard to make, impossible to make. Yeah. So somebody asked her if she was released and she said afraid so due to circumstances. And that was on social media. And I think she was only really used in dark most of the time, right? And she made 90% of her appearances in dark. Yeah. Makes sense. And then you had Bea Priestley, another one that got cut out. And I believe it was the exact same situation. It had to do with uh, just distance and travel and all that other kind of stuff. 
she said that uh, she put out a longer tweet saying, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to work on such a big platform with such a great roster. I wish AEW Wrestling the biggest success and hope that everyone will stay safe and healthy. I will miss you all. But until then, this is a difficult time for everyone globally. And I completely understand the circumstances that COVID-19 has presented. I'm sure once travel bans are lifted, you'll be seeing me again on American soil. Special thanks to Dustin Rhodes, Kenny Omega for your time to coach me and thank you to tony khan cody rhodes brandy and young was for giving me a chance i truly appreciate everything that you've done for me and uh one of the saddest releases they didn't make mainstream news and i really don't know why and you're gonna i think this one's gonna hit you especially dustin i know you're wincing and bracing yourself pineapple pete you scared the shit out of me <laughs> pineapple pete is gone my friend also, we're releasing brothers now. No, I'm kidding. Sugar Dunkerton, a.k.a. Pineapple Pete, affectionately named by Chris Jericho, which, by the way, if you don't watch AEW, that's what happened one day. He was like, who is this guy, Pineapple Pete? And it stuck. So Jericho created that character on the fly looking at this guy. And he, like, he came out with the Tron and everything, and it works. Uh, so he put six, long, six months longer than anyone, even myself, predicted. A worthwhile journey for every single second. But as the song goes, I still haven't found what I'm looking for think i'll go find it my phone is on just not planning to wait by it and that uh they someone implied that something happened between him and AEW, and he said nah i was used in an extraordinary situation situation changed nothing promised there had to come a time we've reached that time now we tell some new stories no saying we can't open this one back up just not right now so pineapple pete is gone that's one less person in the audience banging on the plexiglass too we lost a whole chunk of pineapple <laughs> I literally that was so fucking organic. I I thought about it, like I thought about it after I said it and I was like, damn. Okay. <laughs> Mommy went a long way for a joke, don't you think? <sighs> yeah, damn Skippy. Hundred <laughs> percent deserve that one. <laughs> yeah. And taking it like a champ. So Chris Jericho does that uh he does like a weekly uh youtube show where he just does like sort of like a q a and on there he talked about uh the AEW stuff which i'm going to link you guys to the whole thing thoughts on aw releasing b Priestley and Sadie gibbs i hate to see anybody lose their jobs and i like both of them i think they're both really good b's really good and sadie has great potential uh she needs more experience which she knows and i think she was about ready to move to atlanta even but then the freaking pandemic hit and those those guys uh, those girls got stuck I think B lives in Japan, but also England or whatever. And same with Sadie. And I mean, I, I give Tony Khan credit for continuing to keep as many people on the roster from Europe as he did. I mean, there's a lot of people from Europe that, that he's still paying. And unfortunately, B and Sadie were let go. But I would have to think as long as they keep working and keep uh, honing their craft that when all of this goes away and they're allowed to travel again, who knows? That could be six months from now, you know, paying somebody, you know, if they're making, I don't know, you know, if they're making a hundred bucks a year and you're paying them a hundred bucks and you can't even use them if you wanted to. So um, love, love them both, both great people. And uh, hopefully they uh, will be back in AEW again soon. But good news because Excalibur is coming back on the 26th, right? You missed him, didn't you? Mm. Yeah. I know you would be giddy for that one. Your man Excalibur. Or and only. We're saved. And uh you would think they would give that spot to somebody else. I'm not a fan of him though. You know. Yeah, he's just he's just kind of there for me. Like, 
I don't know when people started popping from or where the fuck he was before this. Where it's like everyone acted like they knew him. It was like, ooh, Excalibur, the Excalibur. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker. Him? How did they do that? Speaking of him and hers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, wait, you talk about from insert wrestling company here, Excalibur? Yeah, that guy. We needed fucking uh, Mike Tanay to be like, hey, Taz, look, it's Excalibur from hey. the company. <laughs> Remember those days? Poor Tanae was always the one to put over when some fucking mid Carter showed up from WWE and DNA. I know. I'll never forget my favorite one was uh, Mike Knox showed up for the Ace of the Nades, and Tanae goes, I know that guy. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) So, uh, Brandy Rhodes has an action figure I'm sure you've heard about. Oh, snap. Is the plastic on the shoulder harder than the rest of the thing? Yeah, see, there it is there. So you can have your own Brandy Rhodes action figure. She is the uh, she's the first ever in history AEW female action figure. And I believe she might be the only female AEW action figure. So if you want a female AEW action figure and you don't want Brandy, well, fuck you. You are fur nut. Yeah, exactly. Uh... I don't think that this is the greatest look of all the people on their roster for Brandy to be the female action figure. Nah, a lot of better choices for the first one. This is such a Stephanie move. It's to me, it's worse yeah. than Stephanie move. This like the Brandy has been in a few bad matches, and there are women there who are super experienced and the first action figure is someone who hasn't really even had a consistent gimmick for the length of the company's lifespan. She's been a nightmare collective or Cody valet, the nightmare sisters, all this other shit. And, uh, I bet you that if they would have done a vote and it would have been a fill in the blank vote amongst AEW fans across the entire planet for what action figure females they have, I bet you her name wouldn't have even come up. No one would have said Brandy Rhodes as a fucking action figure. They wouldn't have even known that was. I feel an like Vicky. I think Vicky would have had a bad chance. Like, you're right, people. Yeah. No, no one would have thought of her as a wrestler yet. So it's weird that she would be someone who gets an action figure. This is definitely a case of favoritism where she's part of the company. She's Cody's wife and she's there. Whatever the fuck she is, the brand, the chief brandy officer, as she calls herself. But and also, didn't Vince Russo have an action figure? I mean, Vince he did? Russo. I think so. Yeah. He'd probably be more of an action figure than she was. I mean, he's a WCW <laughs> title winner. She said she was you know, more excited ex- to see Joseph Park this week than her action figure. Sugar, and Sugar Saints oh. said, come, said, "Come with articulated husky." <laughs> That's fucked. Oh my god. Oh, now Shane's going to have Peter Heat. Yeah, you should let that one just scroll across the screen. <laughs> you know, I thought about it because it was Shane. I couldn't ignore it. The people in the chat room can. Uh, the people watching on the man can read it. You know, <laughs> I kind of dodged when I saw that one. <laughs> hey, it was your voice. They make a drop I think it was because it was Shane. I couldn't ignore it. <laughs> Savage. Oh. But this is what I'm talking about. This is why Brandy's getting heat. You know what I mean? Because she's, uh, yeah. you know, she's doing like she's she's in the spotlight when she doesn't need to be. They could do just about anything with anyone else there. And uh, that's who they chose. Who would you have? I want to know who to chime anyone else. Who would you have as the first AEW female action figure? You could have even had Rio. 
She was their first champion. Or Nyla Rose. Yeah, Rio, Nyla Rose. No, I'm being Chico. sarcastic. Don't agree with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying that you, you was being sarcastic and that still would have been a better choice. So. <laughs> I honestly almost can't think of one. I'm a little bit upset. That division, damn that division. <laughs> the alien chick, what's her name? Chris Statlander. Fuck it. I don't feel like they've been around long enough to warrant yeah, action they figures. Oh, this thing says Britt Baker. There you go. That's true. Britt Baker. Comes with, comes with a Reba. With the wheelchair and the Reba. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> and you can have like a, you can have a Reho uh, keychain. <laughs> Just to be size of proportionate. And let me guess, I'm not in the road shape like. <laughs> oh, oh. Now I'm going to have heed. The champ. Who is the champ right now? Oh, oh Hikaru right, Shida. Uh, Hikaru Shida. Yeah, yeah. One of, the, one of the few good ones they have there. Yeah, so why the fuck did they, they uh, do Brandy? <laughs> I don't know. I know. We know. So anyway, anything else? I know we already kind of jumped past it, but anything else about NXT you wanted to talk about before we uh, talk about AEW? Because I want to get the Wednesday weeklies out so we could do the voting poll for TakeOver. Yeah, that was pretty much uh, all... For NXT, welcome home, dream. Oh yeah, look, I got I got one more thing I found because they really oh, like no. milking it. They they, they apparently oh, no. there was there was more shit with the fireball attack after the show went off the air. Like in case oh we... god, <laughs> let me see if it's true. Yeah, yeah. they're still going. Oh, still I, fucking no. walking. <laughs> this was supposed to be. Uh, get the fuck out! So the rest of the show happened and he was still walking. That happened twenty minutes in. The fireball happened twenty minutes into the show. How could he possibly still be walking afterwards? All I'm saying is, process to to, to the uh, medical team. You can't keep the towel on his face. Yeah, what is this like a uh, towel buttered? What? How come the towel seems to be so challenging to them? You know what I'm saying? Like, good thing he didn't die. He'd be having trouble putting the fucking the whole blanket. Oh my god! They have trouble getting them in the body bag because they would keep unzipping. Look at how poorly done this is. Like you hold that. Oh, you look at that. She had to jump. Was that, that was that? A, is that what's her name? She had to jump to put the fuck. Hold yeah, on. fucking Mia put Mia had the shit on his she face. Had to put a little hop into the towel application here. Hold on a minute. Shit. She fucking jumped to put the towel on this dude. <laughs> like if you don't grow a set of nuts and fucking put that shit on his face. <laughs> Staple it to him. Like that's the That's what Foley would have done. Origami with a towel on his face. Let me hear that. The way that they're jostling around and shit, like, what are you trying to find the cool side, motherfucker? Like, this is so flipping like a pillow. Man. Get the cool side. They spent way too much time on this shot. They broke this angle by doing this. And what is it with people's eyes? They're Yo, they, have like been that... fu- they have been fucking with his eyes for months. Everybody has eye issues. They become like that chick from The Crow. Remember, ever seen The Crow? Had that one bitch obsessed with eyes. Uh, <laughs> fucking, what is this Fucking NXT next takeover is gonna be called Bird Box. Oh, look, they put Ryu's bandana over his eyes now. now he's gonna you be the blind, Oh my the god! I, I was literally googling what that movie was called. Ah. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, telling you, man, Team Leo, we right here. We- yeah, I know. <laughs> got Stasis in the house as well. I love how they just tying yeah. that shit around his head. He's the. Like, why did it take y'all that long to think of that? First of all, that'd been the first thing I tried. Should I have the audio? on? What did she say here? Would you need to convince someone who got hit in the face with a fireball that, that has their eyes wrapped that they need to go get checked out at that point? I mean, you know, to, I mean they're trying to sell that he's angry and enraged, even though he, he can't see shit. He's so angry, he's going to just go out there blind. 
He's going to be like Neo in Matrix Revolutions. He's just going to see the fire of the enemies. The motherfucker's going to be like, what's that dude from the Mortal Kombat games? Like the blind ninja? You know the one. Like I was just saying. Somebody out there knows. Like, you know. uh, was it? <laughs> Sugar Royal. Was it Senshi? Was it Senshi? I don't remember. I know. Oh, God. Kenshi. That's Kenshi Lee. Old Baskin, his blindfold. Yep, writing it down. Baskin, his blindfold. <laughs> That'll be his new gimmick. So the hoodie will be the blindfold. So there were no other memorable things on NXT. <sighs> oh, well. What are you going to do? Take that as a no. Maybe we'll just get the poll going right now then. Fuck it, right? Right. We can get the yeah. takeover over. There's only four matches. You're predicting that there's going to be another match added, you said, though, right? I'm I'm willing to bet that because they they've done that sometimes. I'm willing to bet they're going to officially announce at least one more this Wednesday. Okay. Well, I put the link in every platform that we're streaming live from right now. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's literally everywhere. Can I get this on my uh, screen? I have to see. Bear with us here. So I have to do it live, guys. There we go. All right, I got up on the screen. Okay, so this is the TakeOver XXX Triple X 30. We start off with the NXT North American Championship Ladder Match, which I'm going to explain to you guys what we did here. So, they have been having matches throughout the weekly NXTs in order to determine who's going to qualify to be in this ladder match. That being said, so far, Bronson Reed has qualified, Damian Priest has qualified, and Cameron Grimes has qualified. However, we still do have one more NXT before Saturday. So Gargano has to fight against Rich Holland and Balor has to fight against Velveteen Dream in order to determine who the last two people are. So since we're not at that point yet, this is the reason why we have it categorized where you, if you think that, for example, if you think Finn Balor is going to go over Dream and then go on to win this, he's there to be selected. Whereas if you think that Dream's going to go over, he's there to select and so on with Holland and Gargano. So, that being said, what do you guys think? Who do you think the uh, who thinks taking home this vacant championship? I am going for the prince. You think that? I, really? I, 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 I think Finn's got this one. And the reason I say that is because think about the last time Finn was in a ladder match in NXT. He beat Kevin Owens in Brooklyn. Right. And he really doesn't have... I don't, I don't seen him in too many ladder matches since that. Only by me, like one or two. This seems like a match where it's kind of Tailor made for somebody like a Finn Balor, and this is the only this is a championship he hasn't held yet, but he's been after it since he's come back because he wasn't here when he was first here. So, Finn Balor is definitely confirmed to be facing Velveteen Dream, right? Yeah, it looks like we're gonna have Balor and Dream, and then Gargano and Holland. So, what you're telling me is you think that Balor is gonna beat Dream this Wednesday and then not be on the pay per view? Here's the only reason why, because of the fact that uh, at the end of their match this Wednesday. Dream basically attack Kushida. I don't see Kushida just letting that slide for a week. Hmm. Like I see, I see maybe Kushida possibly uh costing Dream the match, and either they be that next match on Takeover, or they settle it on another NXT. Yeah, and in the case of Gargano, just out of curiosity, in the case of Gargano against Holland, who do you see going over and being at the the show this Saturday? Oh, I know they're probably gonna go for Gargano, but I've seen yeah, Gargano. I've, 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 I've seen him in enough championship matches. I want to see Ridge Holland in this match. 
there's all these rumors going around that this rich holland guy is supposed to be getting this push and that they have that that the office is behind him being a big guy so i don't know how true that is and i don't know much about him but there's all these rumors so it's interesting to see what what they got going on there because that's the one that showed up in that triple threat and then didn't do shit right yeah (laughs) he got lost in the show yeah like a couple of suplexes and that was it that guy yeah Yeah. it's just like how many times we're gonna have gargano championship matches like there's gotta be a point where you pull him away from him for a bit. Like every other thing he's doing involves him reclaiming NXT and being a champion. You don't see Bronson Reed and Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes. You don't think they're gonna be? Uh, I think they'll put it on quite a showing, but I don't know if they're gonna win it. If it's not Balor, I could see maybe Damian Priest because he's been on fire lately. What about you, Pri? Who do you see going over with this? Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Actually. Um... Okay, so you guys, you guys are thinking Balor for this. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, just because he's been getting his ass kicked up so much. And I like Finn Balor, but I just kind of feel like we're just going around in circles with this guy. Like, it feels like Finn Balor literally has gone in a full circle. Like, he went to the main roster. He didn't really get over that well. They used him intermittently, brought him back down here. And now he's once again sort of had not much of a presence next to other people, but he's going to have a title run. Which, like I said the first time around, was underwhelming. I know people disagree with me, but I always felt Balor the first time around as champion. It was just, it was just a little underwhelming. And that's the weakness of NXT. Sometimes NXT is a little bit dry. They just get boring. The wrestling's good. The booking's good, but it just gets, there's something dry about the product at times. And yeah. Finn Balor's booking, I think, has always been a direct reflection of that. So I don't know if I'm prepared for another dry Finn Balor title run. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just dreading it. I feel he's just a bit boring without the demon showing up every now and then. Like, when was the last time we saw him? A couple of summer slams ago now? WrestleMania. WrestleMania, not this past one, but the last year before. Because it didn't show up at SummerSlam with The Fiend. Am I thinking about the SummerSlam before that then? Because I know he... Yeah, he, yeah. He right. the last the last SummerSlam he did it was uh, the feud with Corbin, and then he brought it out uh, against Lashley at that WrestleMania. But we haven't seen it since. Yeah. So how often were we seeing it in NXT? We, like NXT, we were seeing like, it every takeover. Exactly. <laughs> so he's kind of he's lost his char- part, a major part of his character, right? Like they don't talk about it anymore. It very rarely comes out. Would this be the first takeover ever that he'd just be regular Finn Balor? I think so. The first one that I know of since he's shown up. I mean, it's too late to bring it out. No, because it's the way that it should be brought out. It just turned up. No, it wouldn't. It's the way wrestling should be. It pisses me off when when they do that shit a lot of the time. When it's kind of like. In fact, um. Like Michael Cole, Michael Cole will be like, where, coming up next, The Fiend. How the fuck do you know that? Like, whenever a supernatural <laughs> character shows up and Michael Cole's like, coming up next, The Undertaker. Like, I would prefer if when Finn Balor's the demon, the first indication you get is everything turning dark and, oh, shit, here he comes. Not just like, you know, I mean, The Fiend booked. I, I, I mean, I, a prime example of when they did that right was the one time when they did it with Corbin. There was no indication the demon was going to show up until people heard the heartbeat. Nobody knew. That's how you Yeah, do but it. what I mean is, has he been pushed that far enough to bring oh. out the demon? You know what the thing about it is? I feel like he should have been that. that I think even Cor- even Corey Graves wanted to call him out on commentary. They didn't. He, it's apparently the fiend wasn't enough to push him at that point. So it but just seems d- like it's something they're just not using anymore. But she does have a good point though. Like if you're going to bring him out during uh something like this like they they didn't even really have a justification like it would just feel like 
just because they wanted to have the demon. Like he's not even really who's he feuding with right now that would make it uh nobody really. So it would just be the demon in the match with all these other dudes. Yeah, and I don't feel like this feud has gone deep enough for yeah. the demon it, to come out. Even when it did show up every and every takeover, it was still a feud where something warranted him to have to bring the demon. Yeah. A point here, so yeah, he's just gonna be regular battler, but he might go over. I'm just saying it's gonna be boring, man. He's gonna have the title, it's gonna be boring as shit. I've been here before. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be more interested in that than Johnny Gargano not making it past the first fucking defense again. I'm gonna <laughs> go against the grain here and hope for Priest. I'm picking Damon Priest here. You know what the sad part about it is? You literally sold me on that because <laughs> I'm like, oh, but Damian Priest would be fresh because he was a great ROH TV champion. He was, and they know that. And then, and then on top of that, a band that big and that athletic with ladders, and plus NXT copies everything RH did. Their entire history is just RH history rebooted. Every single thing: their champions, their feuds, their tag teams, everything. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was a big part of NXT and a big part of Ring of Honor. Um, At at this point, all we need is Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and we already have them as a team, and we have them with Bobby Fish. From Ring of Honor, you know that, and Damian Priest was feuding with Donovan. Uh, they fucked me up with that that new version. Of <laughs> you forget they're right the last few weeks. Donovan Dijak, damn it! I'm calling him Donovan Dijak. I don't know why they fucked that up. But anyway, Donovan <laughs> Dijak and and Damian Priest have been feuding with Keith Lee. When you think about it. all of that shit was happening in Ring of Honor, even Mia oh. Yim being here from <laughs> like the whole fucking thing. And the Hoopla Hottie from no, the Hoopla Hottie. You're right. The Hoopla Hottie. She even has a fucking her own little. She has the contract of truth. Holy shit. Damien oh, Priest. Yeah. yeah, that's my choice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have the NXT Women's Championship. Eel Shirai defending against Dakota Kai. Of course, of course, Eel's taking this. I She's had a few bright moments recently, but I'm still not convinced that Dakota Kai is champion. She hasn't done anywhere near enough for me, whereas Eel's been white hot ever since she uh had that turn against Candice LeRae in that cage. Yeah, Eo's and Eo's just more of a presence, like better promo even in Japanese. Yeah, there's an aura around Eo Shirai where I'm just like Dakota Kai, whoo, boots and jacket. Okay, yeah, they never were able to get her over. Like she's <laughs> she seems like the nicest person on the planet as a face, and you still couldn't get that over. Like you can't convince me as her champion. I think part of what fucked up her character though was how scared of Shayna Baszler she was. I'm glad that Eo Shirai brought that up. She was like, you know, you were scared of her. You're gonna be terrified of me. <laughs> kind of like how are you not how are you not more scared now this one's worse like you should be way more scared your spider sense should be tingling <laughs> so yeah i agree with you Eo shirai what happened to this chick's bodyguard by the way i don't fucking know <laughs> did they ever make a storyline because now in her last promo she was talking about how she's on her own I don't even know maybe she lost her in walmart or something else. they didn't even bother to write a reason why she's by herself now no, he's just by herself. Oh, fuck it. Fun but, load. Uh, that's just it. The end. All right. All right. Here we go. The main event of the evening. It was so good. They didn't even advertise this card on their website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's another thing, guys. I, I, we looked all over. That's time we're looking all over the WWE.com website for anything, any sign that this is happening. I mean, I clicked everywhere. Way to go when it comes to promoting your, your third brand. Like, the 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 stuff for this week and as far as SummerSlam goes, right all over the front. I clicked into NXT. I scrolled through all of the events. I went through every page. They don't even bother. If you don't, if you're not watching or if you're not in the know, fuck it, you don't know. 
we have to go to outside sources to even get the graphics because they don't even have the graphics that we're using for the damn poll. Uh, I'm supposed to believe here. they know who Retribution is. Okay. <laughs> this is basic math, people. How do you, if the event's happening, tell me the event's happening. Yeah, no, they treat but, it like it's not what? happening. And this isn't the first time you and I have gone through that either, where it's like to get the stuff on NXT. Ugh. It's like it's not even there. Anyway, so I'm going to go with Adam Cole. That's all that there is to it. I dare y'all motherfuckers to have this Johnny Bravo cosplay reject motherfucker win this match. I dare you. Remember when NXT used to be We Are NXT and it was the pride that they took in the matches that they had and the performance that they were going to bring you and how different this was going to be and all the love that there was. And now you have Adam Cole versus fucking Pat McAfee. Not just that. I've said it once. I'll say it again. We have Pat McAfee versus 403 days NXT champion Adam Cole. What? And I told you. I told you I started to see the holes in the plots when it came to NXT months ago. I was like, this isn't looking good, man. I'm starting to feel like they're on a, on a, on a downslide here. Like, what are you telling your audience where you have this guy who literally, if you don't watch the pre-shows, you don't know he exists. And he is wrestling. Probably one of NXT's most dominant champions. A guy who literally, I just forgetting. The thing that they're forgetting is they've got a lot of international views. I have no idea who this guy is. The people in America don't know who he is. <laughs> like, we live here in the same state. We don't know who he is. And we don't care who he is. It's like when I found out who Should he was. Should we just it call like, him like a Gronk light? It practically is. You it's know, like, I mean, you know, the bad part is more people know who Gronk is. They always have to have some sort of a Gronk thing. And now it's starting to bleed over into NXT, which used to be sacred ground. Like... That's why this guy's Gronk light. This you know, Gronk, is a guy. Know Gronk more than him. This is a guy who literally I watched. The, I watched the match over maybe a couple of weeks ago. I watched freaking Alistair Black, Death Valley drive this man onto two stack chairs. That man looked like he was about to cry, and then he went and wrestled a Royal Rumble the next match. And now he's playing, fighting against a guy who plays throw. That's another really? thing. I'm so glad Quest King Quest. Thank you for bringing that up. That's another thing. They try to push him like he's this tough football guy. I mean, no disrespect, man, but he's the fucking kicker. You're the you fucking kicker. <laughs> what? You're the fucking kicker. Come on. You your job kicker, is you. simply. Your job is simply don't do an impression of the peanuts. That's your day. Generally in football, the the kicker isn't really considered like the tough dude, right? The kicker. I don't even It'd think you're like allowed the to hit the kicker or the uh, or anything else. Any like the kicker, kicker. You can. Come on! In fact, King, in fact, in fact, King Quest, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it a penalty if you if you tackle the kicker? Because if that's the case, dude, they're not even allowed to touch you. Yeah, you're the kicker. You're the safest guy there. You're like Tiger Woods safe if you're the fucking kicker. God, Tiger Woods is probably in more danger. Yeah, from all the holy fucks. See, King Quest is right. <laughs> Literally, it is a penalty to hit this man. What? This is the most physicality he's gonna have in his whole fucking career. Oh my god! I hope Cole takes his fucking head off. Like. <laughs> He should wear his uniform to this match. It's going to be the dirtiest you, of every you, you last shot that man till he does not remember his name. <laughs> like, what? Just the disrespect. And I'm supposed to believe anybody in this company knows what the fuck they're doing. We'll get into the layer with the retribution thing. This is why I don't believe they know who they are. Because if they'll make a dumb decision like this, they won't be smart enough to plan a faction ahead of time. 
<laughs> this company gives me no reason to believe it, like to believe or have any shred of doubt when it comes to their war. If something sounds <laughs> stupid enough, I believe it. All right, what about because you? We got going? You going Adam Cole? Uh, I'm going everybody who skips this match at this point. Yeah, I'm going Adam Cole. <laughs> Pre Adam Cole? I think by default I'm gonna have to, right? Yeah, I think we all do. I was about to say, don't you even play or try to argue act like you gonna pat? <laughs> all right. And then we have Keith Lee versus uh your boy here. Who looks like he's showing up chugged a monster and a coffee at the same time in this shot. See, they are. They zoomed him in a little bit there, right? So that the side They scaled him up a little bit. They increased the pixels on him. <laughs> I can't look up direct. I can't look at it directly because I keep looking at his eyes. Yeah, oh. you have to aim his head up. Yo, that, ah, okay. yo, that's a hell of an old face right there. My God. That's, that's an 80s wrestling face right there. Oh. He tried to do 80s wrestling. That motherfucker, look, he did his best impression of uh, Randy Savage's old Slim Jim commercial. Savage to a Slim Jim. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. So, what happens here, guys? Even if I mean, the way they create this graphic, it looks like he's holding the belt. No, he's over so small, he's belt? behind it. Yeah, yeah, but just the way that it's framed. Does Scarlet usually have that thing over her eye, like fucking Calypso no. from the Morlocks and X Men? <laughs> no. Yeah, she does. I never noticed that before. I, does he, I never, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, even if Cross had been here longer, it's too early into his reign for him to lose this title. For whatever reason, they decided he gave up the North American Championship just recently. So yeah. I was like, well, let, 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 let's ride this out a little bit. Oh yeah, please. For sure. It has to be Keith Lee, in my opinion. I don't want this guy to win this. Yeah, for one, thing, for me. one thing, he's been here too soon, and on top of that, not that good yet. No, he definitely isn't. She's better. She'll be the one holding the belt most of the way anyway, right? George said he picked Scarlet for the ring. Scarlet's going to be the NXT champion. <laughs> he picked Scarlet and the smoke. <laughs> the hoopla hottie. No contest because he's going to cheat. Do you think it's going to be fire or ice this time? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to pick easily. I don't know if we're going to have any no contest. Remember one time we pointed out on here that there's never a no contest in NXT? Yeah, there's never been a DQ on a, um, a takeover. I think they've still kept that up to this day as well. No matches get thrown out here. That's how much respect they've treated the brand with. So I'm, I'm wondering if this Adam Cole one or if this one, something, if, if we're going to finally break that tradition too and something's going to just turn into a clusterfuck the way they like to do on the other brands. You know, I'm going to go with Keith Lee, optimistically. Yeah. You guys can choose what you want. If by the time you listen to this, this poll along with the one we're going to do later tonight, SummerSlam 2020, will be on the top of talkrunch.com for you on demand iTunes iHeart people. So there you go. There, it is done. Finished. Mm-hmm. So you excited for that pay-per-view at all? No? I mean, I'm always excited for takeovers, but I'm just terrified that these fuckers are really about to try to play Adam Cole. I mean I'm Pat McAfee over Adam Cole. I'm just saying Tyson Fury is undefeated in WWE right now. At this point I put nothing past him. <laughs> If Tyson Fury came back right now, they have to give him a universe title shot. Mm-hmm. Well, later on tonight, <laughs> we'll be doing the uh, SummerSlam poll. Don't forget to be in the chat room during these events. We'll have post shows for them, of course. It's always uh, fun. So, since we, we usually do this in Wednesday Night War format, the only reason we intermission there was because NXT has a pay-per-view. Uh, that being said, I do want to talk a little bit about AEW's weekly stuff. 
I know your boy Phoenix got some heat, right? Yeah, I heard he got some heat. Yeah, he, uh, I can show you guys why right now. Let me see if I can bring it up on screen. He told Operators I was doing nothing wrong, and now look at him. Damn it, Phoenix. He told Operators I was doing nothing wrong, and now look at him. Damn it, Phoenix. He told Operators I was doing nothing wrong. That catcher, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, I had to name that one. <laughs> I named it for anyone that's, that's watching. I, I named that link when you get that nasty arm cramp. Oh god! He told Phoenix. This just looks so bad. Look, you're not my favorite of the two. Yeah, for anyone watching, he's punching his own arm. They got him at a bad camera angle, so. Yeah. <laughs> if it had been that angle, it'd look right. Right, which it shouldn't have been that angle since this is yeah. on demand. It's not like it was live. They could have went in there and like, you know, hey, you're punching your own arm. We can clearly see you're punching your own arm. Look at you punching your own arm. It's not you know, he did that with almost like an assumption that it would have been a different camera angle. But then the selling as well, that's the, uh, I don't it, know. It all looks bad there. <laughs> it just, so much, so much gone wrong. The foundation of all these companies is starting to break a little bit, man. Can't just, uh, can't just blame one. And it's all taped, right? Like, exactly. is this a production issue? That it seems to be, because how did something like that make it past? Did anybody try to watch or were they watching the truck or it's just weird. Oh. <sighs> I don't get it, man. I really don't. It made me sad. You make me sad. Yeah, that fucking made me sad. Like that's my boys, man. But <laughs> I watched they kill that motherfucker seventeen times on Lucha Underground. How you do cool. this to me, Phoenix? You know, make no mistake about it. He's so cool. You know? Oh yeah, it's fucking uh, damn Grand Metal League. That's the king of the fucking ropes. Like uh, the gravity defying shit that kid does. <laughs> So we had the women's tournament where Big Swall teamed with Little Swall. I didn't even know that there was a smaller Swall. Not even a Little Swall. Little Swall. Yeah. Is it really little, like, like Lil, L-I-L? I, I hope they got it. <laughs> I don't know if it was. I don't remember now. That's now you got me wondering. Right there. <laughs> but there's two Swalls. They call them the Swall family. I don't even think they're related. But apparently Little Swall was a former Shimmer champion, they were saying. Yeah. Oh, it's good that we have many Swalls, right? Yeah, me as well. Uh, Dasha Gonzalez, what the fuck, aka Dasha Fuentes when she was in WWE, had a match. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, that was, uh, that was weird. What did you think? I mean, apparently she wanted this, so, hey, good for you. Like, <laughs> What did you think of her performance? You know, it's not the worst thing I've seen. I've seen worse from people who are far more experienced on <laughs> camera. But uh, hopefully she gets better. Need her to get better. Like, no way to go from up. Come on now. Let me see if I could. Uh, I'm going to see if I could pull some of this up. Because I would like to get a look. And she fought your team, right? Don't you like those girls? Yeah. They 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 pulled the trigger. They reunited La Cicadas, uh Ivalice, and Diamante. Yeah, they were in Lucha Underground as a team, right? Uh no, they well they weren't they weren't in Lucha Underground together, but they uh wrestled on the Indies, which was actually interesting. Um, Diamante had her LAX gear on. Yeah, maybe she'll um, be part of uh 
Well, I don't. They always said that they weren't going to have any girls in the inner circle, but those two PNP guys were technically. Don't they know her from like when they were in the LAX? Um. Well, no. They they were both in LAX, but they were never in the same variation. Right. I think uh, Diamante was in the version before Santana and Ortiz came around. Gotcha. Okay. So but they definitely have that bond of being in that group. So. So here's Dasha. Has a bit of an exchange with Dasha there. So they lock horns. Gives it a back. That looks all right there so far. You know, good posturing. You can tell it's definitely very few matches in if this wasn't her first, but... Yeah. There was a point before that that I want to try to find. Like, I don't think that was her first exchange. And, I mean, hey, we got to see Rachel Elring, too. Yeah, Rachel Elring. Because they actually like to give you your last name here. Yeah, it wasn't Evers, you're right. I forgot all about that shit. They want you to know that's Paul's girl. <laughs> yeah, well be interesting to see exactly uh what they do with her and i don't know if this dasha thing's a one-off i'm gonna go to the beginning of the match here because they did have an exchange in the beginning get a little bit more of an impression of her uh, her offense there but these two are, are veterans you know yeah like the two spanish chicks definitely yeah i kind of figured when i saw diamante show up and then i remember Eva Lee's she's been making appearances in uh aew since i believe it was the first all-in because they had that, uh, that women's battle royale, and she was in it. So, mm-hmm. and then when I saw Diamante show up, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" They could put them together, and knowing AEW, they would because if you watch them deep enough on the Indies, you know those have been teaming for a long time. So, yeah. See, this kind of worried me. Look at this spot here. See, that was a little rough. I don't know if I'm just being picky there, but you saw what I mean. Like, it's just like, yeah, good kip up, but the, the whole the whole other thing was just like ah. A little bit rough. This also kind of look, it still looks good, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it just for for her to be so early in, she has a reasoning. But yeah, it looked a little. It was a little too much that early in. Yeah, but you know, apparently she's trained, so you get something okay. out of it. I would definitely recommend checking out this uh, tournament, though. Yeah, I want to see what the end game is uh, after it's over. Yeah, I heard. I think Willie's saying that he got the impression that it was going to be uh, that the Nightmare Sisters. Uh, yeah, pretty, which I'm like, I can't see them being that predictable. But then again, I don't know. Predictable? I'd be fucking shocked. That's you. right. <laughs> oh God. I mean, that would show. I mean, you know what? Why? Why should I be shocked though? Because he might be right about that. That would show what we're talking about with the Brandy, where Brandy's getting this wild yeah. push. You know. Got a posting here. Dasha, normally you would be in my shoes interviewing people backstage, but instead I'm interviewing you after your AEW in-ring debut. I know not a successful one, losing with Rachel Ellering uh, in the Women's Tag Team Cup to Ivelisse and Diamante, but still, we're really proud of you. How was the experience? It was honestly an experience of a lifetime, something I really have been looking forward to for a really long time. It's pretty cool. I'm on the other side of the microphone now. Um, it was a loss, but I don't view that as something terrible. I view that as a starting point. You know, I had my first loss here in AEW. Hopefully, it won't be my last. Maybe I'll get another opportunity. I felt so comfortable having Rachel, somebody I've known for a long time, being in there in the ring with me, uh, fellow Latinas in Diamante and <laughs> and Ibelis. Um, so it was such an amazing experience. I can't thank AEW enough for trusting me with that and hopefully it won't be the last time you see me in a ring. No, it probably won't be. I will tell you that. And again, we're really proud of you. Keep up the great work, okay? Thank you so much. Yeah, 
Maybe she wasn't getting that push. It was another person like Brandy who, remember, they both wanted to wrestle in WWE and WWE wasn't having it for whatever reason. Yeah. All right. So AEW Dynamite, uh, we finally get Scorpio Sky getting his shot at the TNT Championship. Would you look at that? Someone from the company getting a shot at Cody Rhodes' title. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't see that one coming, right? <laughs> Yeah, and we've, it's opened over. It's opened over. If you in the house, go on. Before we even go on the air, Cody shows off the new completed title. Which I thought was pretty cool here. Oh yeah. I remember thanks to the pandemic, we hey, Cody. walking around with like yes. a half done title. Tonight, TNT Championship, you against Scorpio Sky. A lot of fans are thinking tonight is the night for a new champion. Uh, that's the open challenge. It's always about the the other guy, you know, whether it be a Jungle Boy or. Jake Hager or Warhorse or Eddie Kingston uh, it doesn't matter uh, and Sunny Kiss uh, it's always about the opponent and I'm totally fine with that I'm the one who laid out the open challenge and uh, I'm the one who uh, has put himself in this uh, scenario so yeah sure they can think it's guys on behalf of AEW oh. I present you with the finished TNT championship oh wow thank you Paul there you go perfect time to take photos right Oh. Wow, it looks wonderful. Oof. Well, it was worth the wait. That is a nice looking it was title. Worth the wait. That's a beautiful belt. Tonight on TNT. Yeah, very cool. Now let's compare this to the WWE titles. You mean which one? The 45 others one that looked the same? I think yeah, both. The ugly ones. I think they took the red and blue away from those. Did you notice that? Like the last time I saw either champion with a title, it just looked like the title before they turned red and blue again. Like remember the old WWE championship? It just looked, they both just had that last I checked. Or if you even look at the old poster of like the last pay-per-view, like bronze holding just, oh, a, I don't know. just a regular black strap gold classic title. No, bronze is still blue. Interesting. Is it? Well, I guess maybe yeah, it's it, for the graphic. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. but no, yeah, that belt looks gorgeous. Yeah. They did a good job. The only, the only other thing that threw me off was when we first saw it was just the fact of knowing that it was unfinished. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks great. So anything you want to talk about with AEW? As far as Dynamite goes, we're up to Dynamite now. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny jumping forward a little bit, but with, uh, actually, we'll start since it was going through the HQ uh, thing with uh, MJF. This kid is too good to be this young. <laughs> You think so? It's, it's he's he's incredible as a heel, and at his age, like to know that he's only gonna get better, it's scary how good that kid's gonna be when like he hits his apex, because like he comes off just as the most unbelievable douche, and to add the fact that he's amazing in the ring, like I every time I see him on camera, I get excited. I'm like, yep, doesn't get better than this at this point. Yeah, well, uh. They started off the first match being this Cody Rhodes Scorpio Sky TNT Championship with Mike Kyoto brought in as the ref, senior referee, former WWE senior referee Mike Kyoto. I haven't seen him in a while. He was brought in. I forget what it is. I think he failed a wellness policy or some shit. I forget exactly how he got released. I want to say it might have been a wellness policy thing. Yeah, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I know Mike Kyoto's here now. Uh, so that was interesting. It was a, it was a decent match. They definitely uh, 
Hang on, guys. I think he was released as part of the pandemic stuff, no? Was he? Oh, you mean you mean them trying to impress the uh impress the investors? Yeah, yeah. He didn't tell any wellness policy. Okay. All right, good. Thank you. But yeah, for whatever reason they released this guy, if it was the uh pandemic. He's now here, which goes to show that a lot of people weren't furloughed, if that's the case, that they claim were being furloughed. He was just pretty much cut off. Furloughed just sounds better. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had, after Cody goes over, Brody Lee shows up on, brings it via satellite. And uh, he has the old TNT championship, and he's talking about how he's going to win the title. But after he wins the title, he's going to leave Cody with this one. And that sort of threw me off because I thought that the one that Cody had was the same one, but they finished it. How are there now two? The whole story, yeah. the whole story was that he'd been walking around with the incomplete title and that they haven't gotten to finish it yet. And then the clip that we just played was the finished version. So that they just start over when they, it's just weird because the whole reason why they couldn't finish it was because of limited resources during a pandemic. So you would think that if you have limited resources, you'd work on the one that you have to finish it rather than start over. Yeah, that threw me off just a tad. I could see where he was going, but that threw me off. And I was like, wait a minute. There should be me too. Unless it was There's like a prototype or something. Maybe. Maybe like that's what that's the design they were going to go for all along, but they just needed the championship there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If that's the case, then I could see it. Uh, I did like Omega during this show. He hits Marco's stunt on the outside with that Snapdragon. And uh, Jungle Boy... <laughs> Jungle Boy goes for a tope suicida and he almost died. Like Omega catches him and he's very lucky that he didn't get killed, you know, because that's what would have happened. We would have lost another Perry because oh. that motherfucker Ugh. went diving. That boy going to die tonight. Yeah. So that was actually pretty scary. Uh, we had the PNP who are now fucking with the best friend stuff. Now it's just vandalism at this point. They just take all of their shit and throw bleach on it and put it into the shower. And they're like, we stole your shit. A little bit too much of a stereotype happening here. You know, you know what I'm saying, man? They even talked about like, how they got a discount on those towels, the, 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 how they made a profit off of their tires. I'm like, really? You got two Hispanic guys who fucked up the, the, the white middle class soccer mom van and took the tires and sold it and took the, the, the guy's shit and put bleach on. Like, what are we doing here? What, like, can we, Take a fucking moment to assess what's happening and then maybe recalibrate this a little bit in a different direction. Cause I thought that was awkward. It's like, oh, so they, okay, all right. Uh, you had the tag team appreciation night where, uh, it was to recognize the old timers, or at least that was to further the angle, the storyline that was told here. Because you brought out, uh, FTR, you brought out the Young Bucks, um, and they were recognizing, what was it? It was the Rock and Roll Express, and uh, you had Arn and Tully and Arn and Tully eggs, and you had Tully out there. But by the end of this, it looked like the FTR had turned full heel, right? Yeah, because uh, basically after a little bit of an altercation, and I believe it was Dax's uh, knee supposedly getting messed up again. Uh, FTR attacks the Rock and Roll Express, and I think it was Ricky Morton took a pack, took a spike pile driver, and the Young Bucks get there too late to save him, and they, they get yeah. there. FTR that WTF look like what have you what have you done? We, we, man sold it, man sold how it. Do we, how do we feel about them pushing like women's a women's tag team tournament right now and then having a tag team appreciation segment and not having any of them included? I mean, they shouldn't. They were they were appreciating uh freaking rock and roll express, right? Yeah. Yeah, like they meant they meant like old school tag teaming. Not like uh not like the girls. 
I was fine. With and it. it's like, and it's like, it would be like official tag teams, whereas with the exception of Los Cicadas, there's really no like full blown tag teams with the women's division. Yeah, like they picked their names out of literally a box in a lottery in that tag team tournament. So there's no history for those tag teams. I don't know the the one legit tag team that was there were the Nightmare Sisters, and they literally threw that together before the tournament. So I wouldn't. I would have. It would have been weird to to acknowledge any of that. Besides, this was more to set up the heat for uh, FTR, I guess, for them to have that inevitable turn, which they did good at laying out the groundwork. It was a little bit, uh, I think they could have teased it a little bit more before they just went into doing it because it did really feel like the whole sake of that segment was just for that, which I know it is, but just don't be so obvious about it. Yeah. Uh, what else was of relevance? I know Hikaru Shida had a match against the jobber. Don't really care. Um. Chris Jericho was having that match against Orange Cassidy, where if he wins, Cassidy has to pay for the orange juice that he poured on uh, Jericho. And, seven G's. And uh, prior to this match, you have Jericho, who is talking to Mike Chioda, and basically telling him, look, you know, I saved your job before in WWE, and I'm going to let you go, and I'm, I'll save your job again here if you call this down the middle, you know. And Mike Hill is like, I'm going to call this down the middle. And he's like, that's exactly what I want you to do. But Jericho's more like kind of like the wink, wink, call this down the middle, <laughs> which comes into play during the match where he wants Mike Hill to uh, basically side with him. And he doesn't. He wants him to turn the other way when he goes for a foreign object and he doesn't. And he does the right thing. And Jericho winds up losing. He doesn't have to pay for the jacket. <laughs> nope. Saved himself 70. He's. Yeah. You can go to Disneyland after the pandemic's over. Yeah, finish with Jericho going for the Judas effect, but uh, Cassidy winds up ducking out of the way, and then he rolls him up. Yeah, Cassidy got a win. Mm-hmm. Jericho literally lost to the guy with the hands in his pockets. For the time being. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That is what we have as far as the Wednesday Night Wars go, with AEW bringing in 792,000 viewers with a point thirty two in the 18 to 49 demographic, whereas NXT only brought in 619,000 with a point sixteen, literally half of what AEW brought in in the 18 to 49 demographic. Jericho tweeted those numbers out, and being the smartass that he is, the video that he put with the numbers is Keith Lee opening up the contract and then blowing up in his face. <laughs> that was fun. I can stop laughing. I I, I laughed so hard. I was like, that's fucked. Yeah, so I believe the guy when he says he doesn't plan on going back to WWE. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think they plan on having him. <laughs> At this point, it's not an option. It was kind of ironic. It was like he could have he used their own fucking thing. I'm going to want to make sure just in case y'all had any doubts. Nah. There's also been reportedly... An increase in 18 to 39 demographic and 18 to 34 demographic in women in AEW. Dirt sheets are speculating that it's women that come into the room where AEW is already on. I'm not exactly sure how you come to that speculation or conclusion. Like, I don't know if it's just me that finds it almost a bit. And I'm not an SJW, but I find it almost like a bit of a sexist conclusion. Like, oh, well, it must have been that it was on the screen. And then these primitive creatures came in carrying a tray of cookies and your beer. And (laughs) what is this? Ooh, in the so middle of sweeping. Oh, shit. <laughs> but how do they actually get these figures? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. That's like, what it doesn't it so make weird. any sense. It's like, if the three of us were in the same house and you guys were watching and I walked into the room and caught sight of the TV, would all of a sudden they just get a beep, beep, Ding. woman in the room, she must be watching. And that's a figure. <laughs> 
I've always felt that the Nielsen rating system is very flawed because of exactly what you just described. Like, how do we have such a detail? Like, we were able to, we were able to speculate that they walked. They must have walked in and seen the screen on. You don't think you got something else to do besides this? Like, what the fuck is wrong? Oh my god! Like, you, you just assume this shit. Like, either way, an increase in, is good for them. However, they're getting these, huh? Oh god! <laughs> oh man! A new fucking AEW Vag Tracker. You fucking man. Four hundred episodes. The older you get, the 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 goofier shit people older than you do looks right. The Nielsen oh. rating in the past, you just took for granted. You went all oh, the ratings. Now you look at it like, wait, what? <laughs> How did you do that? How many of them were selling Avon before this? You know? <laughs> How many of them were cooking dinner or getting a fucking pot roast out of the stove or the oven or whatever? You know? Like, come on, guys. Oh, good lord. So, AEW schedule's changing. We talked about this a little bit last week. We're going to talk about it a little bit more this week. It's a little bit more drastically changed. We talked about some of this before. The episode of... uh. AEW this week is not airing. You have no AEW. So if you're in our chat room this Wednesday, I guess we're watching NXT because instead it's going to happen this Saturday at 6 p.m. So mark your calendar and remember this Saturday at 6 p.m. to be ready to watch some wrestling. Uh, All Out Part 1 is going to be on the 19th on their YouTube channel, on the AEW YouTube channel. So that's a bit interesting. So on the 19th, they won't have an episode of Dynamite, which will be uh, put on the 22nd, but they're going to have All Out Part 1. I mean, is it the old All Out? Just a rerun of it? Yeah, it's uh, the rerun of last year's All Out. Why is that even news? People can watch that whenever the fuck they want. It's just weird. Anyway, so the Wednesday, the, the following week, AEW on the 26th, that's going to be the following day, Thursday. We talked about that at 8pm. And then they're going to have All Out 2 there in the slot. And then Next month, September 16th, there's going to be only a one-hour episode of AEW. Coming right after the uh, NBA playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, and that's going to be on Thursday, even though even though uh, it's going to be moved to Thursday. It'll still be one hour, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much all these changes are just due to the uh, NBA schedule. So. Interesting. All right. So that is the schedule, which that's the disadvantage of being part of Turner's camp. You got to get used to, I'm sure you nitro lovers out there that live through the Monday Night Wars are used to getting shitted on like this, right? Right. <laughs> must be nostalgic for you. I was always a raw guy, so. You know. Worst we had to worry about was the puppy bowl. You, you know, you guys, your, you guys product was my commercial break when we didn't have pictures. <laughs> I was the, let's see what, stings, <laughs> I was the, let's see what Sting's doing guy. Now we're going to have nitro heat. Yeah. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to say. I'm just fucking around. There were times where it was the other way around, you know? And then there yeah. were times where it was so close to you'd be watching the wrong show expecting Sting. What <laughs> 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 Oh, wait, shit, wrong channel. Are you going to see a shit down there? All right, Road Dog, where's Sting? Where's Sting? <laughs> oh, you didn't know it's Sting? No, shit. <laughs> You all, anybody who's lived through that era, you you all have you've all lived through that era of having that one old person in the living room who's like, "Is this the one with Sting?" <laughs> no, Grandpa, this is all the other channel. We'll flip back in a minute. I promise. Sting's not there. A right man now. called Sting. It's, Wrong show. Click real quick. It's Disco Inferno. No, we're coming back later. It's not Sting <laughs> right now. Leave me alone. Val Venus is on. Hey, if you listen closely, Disco Inferno was blocking us on Twitter. That's the end of that. <laughs> well, I, I guess the parents. Just- 
fucked. <laughs> and that sucks because Conan's one of the few freaking uh, wrestlers that interacts with me on Twitter. So it's like, I look, if I lose Disco, I lose him. <laughs> you guys made it. <laughs> yeah, you know man. what? You know what? You know what? It's okay though, right? Because we got fake page. We're 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 good. We're... There you go. We don't even need you, Disco. <laughs> this is her house. <laughs> so that was the that was the Wednesday Night Wars in a nutshell. And yeah, yeah, and we'll be once again. Don't forget towards the end of the show we're gonna talk about some the SummerSlam, Paul. That'll be the wrap up here. Anything else you had to bring up before I run back to this program here? Um, well, kid, if we want to break into it briefly, uh, I know you watched it, and I actually caught the uh, co-main in the main event, but we had UFC fifty two two fifty two this past weekend. Yeah, that was that was decent. Uh, yeah, and it was a special night because it was Daniel Cormier's final final fight, final fight ever against Steve yeah. Miocic, and for the heavyweight championship, the rubber match. And uh, this fight actually wound up going the full distance, and Stipe retained on a unanimous decision. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, I guess that's just the way that it is. Cormier just didn't bring it here, but there were a couple of problems, and I'm not making excuses. But that, uh, they say that Cormier tends to take the third round off, which he did, but he did get eye poked. He was using that round as a round to recover, which is something that he's known to do, so that he can be strong for the final couple of rounds. And he got unfortunately not only did he get eye poked, but the ref didn't see it. We had a WWE yeah. moment, and then the ref didn't stop it, so he had to fight with an injured eye going into this. And, and it was like, a, it was a nasty eye poke. Like he literally could not see. It was such a nasty eye poke that Rey Mysterio reacted on social media, and I'm not. Oh. That's, not that's not even a joke. Are you shitting me? <laughs> oh my god! Stop lying. To me. I thought you were trolling. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh no! <laughs> Be happy about I- the world you live in. You don't understand. I'm waiting for him to say I'm fucking with you. Like, <laughs> no, it's not gonna ever come. You'll be waiting here forever. <sighs> somebody, uh, let me see if I can find the tweet because I didn't have this on the program. Oh, somebody put uh Biff Lawson. He put damn DC got hit with that Rey Mysterio hashtag UFC two fifty two and a Mysterio reply for real though. <laughs> not like my fake shit. Could you see his eye though? <laughs> I saw his real one, Rick. <laughs> the Cormier didn't get to end on top. I really wanted that for him, you know? That would have been nice for him, because, I mean, Daniel Cormier, the career this man has had, I mean, for God's sake, he came over to the UFC, became light heavyweight champion, and then he became not only the second ever dual champion, but I believe the first man to ever successfully defend both titles. So the dude has had a Hall of Fame career. And I mean, he's been on the commentary table numerous times when they were still doing UFC tonight. He was on that panel all the time. Ever since he showed up, the guys always had an incredible presence. I mean, a former, I believe, Strike Force Grand, Grand Prix heavyweight champion as well. It would have been nice to see him on top at the end of the story. But he even said uh, in the post fight, at this point, the only thing he wants is title fights. And he really doesn't see one for himself after basically two raw two losses in a row. So it was just it was time for him to hang it up. Yeah. And I gotta say, um So what I, do we Yeah, what were you gonna say, Pri? I was gonna say, what do we see him doing next? Because I know there was always talks about him doing some kind of commentary for WWE or even Fox. That's I actually think... something that's come up recently, now that he is retired. Uh 
it's coming up, according to Melissa, the WWE and Fox want Cormier. Now, he has the personality. And we kind of do what? Like commentary or actual fighting? Uh, Anything. I, I would assume that uh, they would want him to be a commentator, right? I never even thought about the possibility of him being uh, a wrestler. They They didn't say confirm what it is. Yeah, but definitely commentary would be the better route. Because, I mean, from all he's done commentary for the UFC during their fights before. So it's like it's not like it's a realm he's unfamiliar with. He would have to get used to have somebody in his ear, probably. But besides that, he'd fit virtually right in. Yeah, I don't think he'd be suitable as a guy who wrestles. I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to see it maybe as a special attraction. But you know what? I'm kind of saturated with special attractions. I'm hoping and I've always been on the assumption that they have him in their crosshair um for other things you know like they want cormier as the interviewer as the personality on smackdown is what i would yeah. assume but it's i wouldn't rule out it being something else i mean let's be real knowing them they know like they had a whole interaction with him and brock knowing wwe they try to capitalize on that yeah exactly yeah that's what i was thinking they already did it with kane and i'm like i feel like dc it might work it would be ironic that it would be uh dc because him and kane are not only personally best friends but they're teammates too so yeah but yeah they definitely have them in their crosshairs i mean at this point we have so many commentators i don't know if one's going to really make a difference i don't know maybe swap out one of those tom phillipses yeah all those damn tom phillipses that they have there right and we know that he is a big fan of the sport too you know what i mean he's a fan of yeah. WWE just as much as he was of ufc uh but i think the bigger question is because a lot of ufc fighters say that they're going to retire like is this really the retirement of daniel cormier i mean there's really nowhere else he could go to fight, especially right, not right now. And I mean, as long as he's been in it, he's yeah, he's that. I think he's at that point. I mean, he even said like um, like I'm saying, he said for him, it's nothing but title fights. And it's like after two back to back losses to see Baby Oach, it's like title fighting really in the cards. Yeah, and I think well, he's he's hit that level of like celebrity as a fighter where he doesn't really need to push that much more. I mean. Let's face it, are you really going to be in the fight game when you can probably go out and get a lucrative contract just interviewing people or commentating? I know which one I'd prefer to get. And he's an older guy that has kids and a family and you know, probably wants to say, I mean, he's had a big career, you know? Yeah, dude's had a fantastic run. He At this point, he could just call it down. He's set. And with UFC guys, it's not like WWE retire. It's not like, all right, cool, bring me back for enough money. Like when guys in the UFC say they're done, about nine and a half times out of ten, they're done. Like either the body can't keep up or they've just hit a ceiling where it's like, what else can I really do? I could think of a few that, that keep retiring and coming back over and over mm. again. You know, I think you know exactly uh, what I'm thinking of. Irish guy. <laughs> hey, um, let's be, uh, I mean, oh, no, think I about when's the last time he actually fought to anybody remembers. And no Mayweather don't count. <laughs> I was thinking of our boy uh, Penn. Nick T- Diaz. I was just thinking of TJ Penn. That's the only person that came to mind. No. But yeah, 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 BJ. Yeah. Yeah, BJ, sorry. And, and then realistically, the, the Diaz brothers don't even retire. They just sit at home until somebody throws a title shot at them. Yeah, that's just the way the Diaz brothers they don't even They don't even retire. <laughs> Pretty much. Nick Diaz is still waiting for a title shot right now. But yeah, it'll be definitely interesting. I know we've been reporting and watching intermittent UFC, but that last pay-per-view made me realize how much I miss it. So I'll probably do a little bit more. What were your thoughts on the co-main event, by the way, before we we wrap up there? Oh, yeah, the co-main event. Let's see. Let me get over to that one. 
interesting finish. I didn't expect for it to to end the way it did. So, um, yeah, for the co-main event of the evening, we had, let me see, it was Sean O'Malley versus Chito Vera. <laughs> yeah, and O'Malley's leg got completely fucked up. His, Destroyed. His, his right foot when he was, I guess he was faking in or posturing it or stepping in, he fucked his right foot up. And, uh, he yeah, was, he was basically limping. it was uh, Marlon Vera. But. Yeah. And uh, he was limping, and he was not trying to put weight on the foot for the rest of that match. And it yeah, at one point him. he was running around like almost hoping to kind of get away. And I like it was that, it was that kind of run where you know he, he's trying to get away. And that resulted in him rolling his ankle again. If you go back and look when he's trying to get away, and uh, he does get knocked out when he's on the ground. Yeah. He's trying. It's not completely because of the ankle. He's probably the pain was a distraction, but he tries to. Uh, to go for Vera's hands. Vera starts bringing down some hammer fists. He does a couple of elbows and as the third, on the third strike, it's, I believe, a hammer fist. And although it grazes him, it was just the angle that it catches him and he momentarily loses consciousness. Uh, yeah. And that, the ref, a, they literally just need that moment. Yeah. And the ref didn't even really fully get the stop because he got struck after that and it woke him up. But you could tell when it woken up, he, he cradled, which is generally means somebody gets knocked in and out of consciousness. So it's essentially over, even if you wake back up. The moment you lose consciousness, even for a second, the ref's supposed to stop it. Yeah. As long as the ref can catch it, that's it. And it's a shame because I know this guy had a lot of promise to him and, uh, he, he had like, I believe a 13 and 0 record. That dude was on, that dude was on a roll before this yeah. fight. I'm doing, again, I don't have a program, a UFC program. I'm doing everything off of literally my memory. I didn't even plan on watching it, but yeah, I think it was a 13 and 0. Don't quote me. I think it might have yeah. been a 12 and 0 and this would have been the 13 and 0 is what I've been said. It's a 12 and 1 because, uh, with the ankle, he couldn't defend himself. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly dude basically got carted off after the fight. He literally could not even stand up under his own power. Yeah, taking nothing away from Vera, he is the one that did cause the injury to happen, whether inadvertently or not, and he is the one that went in for the kill. And since the end, since the finish was on the ground, and the the feet didn't really factor into it aside from the pain factor, he he did the right move and uh, the way he handled it. So, yeah, it's uh, man, it was it was rough to watch because you could tell when him with O'Malley trying to run around. He was trying to get through the pain. It almost seemed like he was trying to run to kind of give his, give his body time to adjust. You know how, like, when you roll an ankle or something, you try to walk it off so it kind of subsides a little bit? That's what it looked like he was doing, but then one of them rolling his ankle in the process. I think he did this before. Like, I think before, this is the, this is a re-injured injury, if you will. Right. Like an old injury sneaking back up on you. Exactly. So. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but... It was um quite an interesting night. Definitely hats off to freaking Daniel Cormier. Absolute fantastic competitor. Absolute legend. It was a hell of a ride, and you are appreciated, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I know our second servings post-fights, uh, post-UFCs for Saturdays. We stopped doing those like a couple of years ago, and they did all right on YouTube. If anyone wants those, just PM, DM, whatever. Uh, tag us and we might start doing it again i don't i'm not always going to say i will but when i can i'll, I'll watch ufc live yeah you know, everyone's in a recalibration period so yeah, right you know, but i do i do see uh an interest in the current talent there so gonna be fun yeah yeah but it's kind of funny like we mentioned ufc because i mean um wwe is not the only um company out there with something new that came out no because mm-hmm, good yeah, while while uh while WWE Battlegrounds is on the way is on the way out, UFC four as of the fourteenth is here. Yes. Basically, 
basically a brand new UFC game that's come out now. Mm-hmm. And it's already it's it's downloadable right now, right? Yeah, it, uh, it it's officially launched on the fourteenth. And the cool part about it is, is um what they actually mentioned. If you, I believe, if you pick it up before the twenty second, you get. Don't ask me why, but Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury is bonus fighters. It's in the street, yeah, but that was many years ago. Fighting with people trying to take my head off. That was always my safe zone. It's mixed martial arts. We are the artists. It looks good visually. I wish they would show more gameplay. I mean, the cinematics look good for it, you know? Yeah. But I would have liked to see a little bit more gameplay here. They run away. I don't know if this one I'm going to pick up. The only UFC game I've ever missed was the last one, ironically. The last WWE and UFC games are the ones that I missed. Yeah. Adesanya, that's another guy who has a bright future ahead of him, you know? He, yeah, the, the last style that... He has the athleticism, he has the charisma, the personality, everything that they're looking for. Like, I hope that he becomes one of those future guys that we talk about years from now. That, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, people are calling him the second coming of Anderson Silva. Yeah, but unfortunately, he fought a wishy-washy Anderson Silva. That wasn't the Anderson that I know. Yeah. You know. That was, literally, that was literally, like, it was the distant past. We in the future. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll never get the Anderson Silva out of Sanya fight that I would have loved to have gotten out of these yeah. guys. Unfortunately, the times just didn't line up. I really didn't. Well, one thing with uh, the UFC trailers is when you see some of these combat, it is virtually similar to what you see in the game. Yeah. Like like the way everybody moves. So technically, we're realistically seeing gameplay of what it's going to look like. Yeah. I heard they revamped the, uh, the entire thing as far as... Uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's a different game for sure this time around. Um, the one thing I do know a lot of info, out, info about is uh, the My Career mode. Which basically this year, a new thing that's being added is a rivalry system. Now, the way you interact with other fighters tells basically your friends and enemies. So if you run into like a Nate Diaz and you're constantly talking shit, you and Nate are basically going to be another John Jones, Daniel Cormier. But if you run around with Connor, basically buddy, buddy, you're, not, you're never really going to have issues. Yeah. That so it's sense. definitely it's getting every career every my career mode the UFC games lately have been getting more and more like almost like a simulation of real life. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I it's saw they had the Bella Twins do the promo for the game. Um, clearly, they're trying to hit that eighteen to thirty nine female demo. Yeah, right. They, you know what I think <laughs> happened? I think. I think <laughs> When she said that, I was like, wait, when the fuck did that, this that was good. <laughs> I think that what happened was fucking Daniel Bryan was playing the game and Bree walked in and saw it. That's how we got that uh that's how we got that she demo. Sold the, yo, Bree sold the fuck out of me just uh, haven't you missed my dry English humor? I, I real shit almost started to tab over to YouTube and start looking for this shit. Yeah, well, you Daniel almost Bryan. heard me th- oh. Daniel Bryan. No, no, but I'm being serious. They they did actually do this. They yeah. did. They played against each other. They for did. the promo. They actually did, and it went the other way. They doing that. They managed to catch the 18 to 49 demographic in the male wrestler because Daniel Bryan walked in on Brie playing it, and it inspired him. And I'm not even making there you this, go. This, this she was playing it on ESPN two, and then he said, uh, "I haven't played video games since the original Nintendo, but I just watched my wife play UFC four on ESPN two, and was so inspired that I'm starting my own Twitch." And then, uh, 
And then basically Renee implied that uh, he should be loyal to Tout. And he says, oh, I thought Tout had morphed into Twitch. And that's why the kids love it so much. Is Twitch not Tout? Oh, oh, he's doing the old man. Oh, yeah. He's grandpa who doesn't know what the fuck Twitter is. Mm. Good stuff there. Touching stuff. Daniel Bryan Twitch. That'll be interesting to see. You think so? I feel like with his personality, I'd be intrigued to see how that goes. Hmm. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, a couple more stories before we go to the uh, the end game here. Um, so apparently, some guy was arrested for stalking and attempted kidnapping of Sonya Deville. Yeah, man. To think, sometimes I might make, I might regret in hindsight some diet decisions that I make. You know, this motherfucker <laughs> tried to kidnap a WWE. <laughs> like. Oh, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that. This guy, like, man, what kind of forethought goes into this? No, it's not the NXT. <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> I love how we put him on so many times. Everybody just assumes it's him. This the performance center stalker. Can you fucking imagine? No, oh, it's another crazy Lord. stalker. We got more than one here. Uh, according to F4W Online, they said that uh, the cops received a call from Sonia Deville's neighbor or something, or they received the call. The sheriff, Chad Cronister, he said he issued a response saying it's frightening to think of all the ways this incident could have played out had the home alarm not gone off and alerted the homeowner to an intruder. And he was arrested for aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, attempted armed kidnapping. So that means he broke into her place probably with a gun. He was going to hold her at gunpoint and take her ass away. Yeah, did you not read the list of things he had with her? It was really scary. No, I didn't. Yeah, really. them, them, this man was ready. Oh, let me see if I can find it, because I read it. Like, one sec. What, what was that stuff like? Duct tape? Zip ties? Like, oh, fucking way. Uh, I wish I was both. That's the two things I remember on that list. Wow. Like, wow. This, this motherfucker was ready. Like He was like, I'm going to cash me a Sonya today. <laughs> They said that I'm not yeah, putting, so, I have a screenshot. I have a I mean, I'm not putting this crazy motherfucker on the screen, but they said he parked his car around midnight. He went to her house. He cut a hole in the patio screen and he stood there for three to four hours while he was watching and listening through the window. And uh, her friend were watching UFC while this was going on. Yes. Yeah, so he's a former MMA fighter. Um, uh, at, he had a knife in one hand and a kind of mace in the other. <laughs> mace? <laughs> I'm going old school. This, this dude. Just in case she fights back. At 2.45, after she went to bed, he went into her home using the sliding glass door, and this activated the alarm, and then he got spotted, and he ran, and she called 911, and that's when they found him. Yeah, right. It says here, zip zip ties, knife, duct tape, mace, and other things he can use in a kidnapping. Did he have human skin with him? What the fuck? Wow. Holy shit. I only know who he is. <laughs> King gotcha. Quest said he looks like Hornswoggle took a Super Mario mushroom. He did have oh, a weird shit. looking uh he did have a weird looking everything. Yeah. Like, he also had we, like plastic zip ties. Like, can we even give the performance center guy shit anymore at this point? Apparently he's been planning this for eight months. And oh, there oh, were tweets and, and it, and online. Never... <laughs> there were tweets online where he was basically like Please just tell me if you're not interested so I can just end my miserable life or something like that. Like, it was pretty crazy. Eight months and he never thought about the alarm going off when he opened the sliding door? This ma- okay, this yeah, man, sorry. You, you do not want this man on your Ocean's Eleven team. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, so like, yeah, the, the, exact, the exact tweet Pre was talking about is like, oh, add Stoney Deville to WWE. Please, Daria, could you at least reject me or give me a chance if you're ever single again? Or should I just do the world a favor and end my life because I really do have feelings for you? Listen, I have a fraction of a fraction of the community that this woman has on my Twitter. And I almost always miss shit. Like, almost all the time. I'll go back and look and be like, oh. And the little bell's there. Fucking phone didn't say anything. This woman has like tens of thousands of followers. You don't think that maybe she didn't see your proposal? And isn't that even even that's awkward? Like, I heard his Twitter was nothing but like a fucking shrine to her, right? It was nothing but retweets of Sonya Deville stuff. Yeah, it's just pictures, like pictures of her. Yeah. God, my God. If if this man had a MySpace, his music would have just been her music. That is messed up. I would love it if her alarm music was her music. So when he slides his you hear dun 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 dun. So we should get that dramatic MMA shit going off. Can you imagine that? We have to make <laughs> jokes in the situation, people, because it's too crazy and depressing not to. Yeah, we make jokes because we're happy. We're she's not, not making dead. a joke of the situation, but it's just fucking nuts. Yeah, we're like happy she's not dead. That's the reason we're it's a celebratory. Or joke. or or in somebody's basement with lotion. Fucking. <laughs> Yo, fans need to keep their fucking distance. It's what they need. You know? Sugar Shane's gonna be the next women's champion in prison. Ooh. 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 Oh. <laughs> Look, he goes for the sliding door right, and then this happens. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house! He says he's running, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good for his ass, and he doesn't get bail, fucking psycho. Like, right? Like, what in the... Oh, my God. His... Like, yo, I'm not saying I got the most game in the world, but I'm pretty, pretty sure if I like somebody, I'm not breaking into their house his at 2.45 date. in the morning after being outside for three hours. His court date is August 20th. That means that they couldn't try that motherfucker sooner because at least out here, that's reportedly the day that the courts officially opened back since everything originally happened. They pushed you to the front of the line, my bro. Stacey says she comes out with the music, but she has a shotgun in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he did. Yeah, you're right. He shares a cell with NXT Stalker. This is how super villain team ups happen, right? Don't do that. Don't 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 you put that in the don't you put that in the ether, Ricky Bobby. Two of them break out. One one of them, which one's gonna be the one that has that has like the fucking the, the gliding wings and which one's the one that throws bombs? <laughs> no, 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 I'm telling you. It's gonna be PC guy throwing bombs, but they're not gonna be shrimp. No, it's gonna be milk and shit. Tonight on Talk Brunch, superhero versus supervillain team ups. <laughs> Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose versus PC Guy and Stalker Dude. Yeah. Hey, that's a new download they should bring out for the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put him in DLC. Fuck it. You know what? You could create your own guy. I'm calling it. We're going to create the, the Stalker the Stalkers. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me. All right. Do you think they're the retribution team? It's just all the stalkers. <laughs> what, a, what a great time to have a retribution team when there's real stalkers in the world, right? And then there's real vandalism and shit going on. Oh God! Yo, I can just imagine when that shit happened when when Mandy showed up after the haircut, and that's why Sonya looked up because she thought it was him. Yeah. Like, no, this fucker found me at work too. Oh my God! Simply unbelievable, man. Presented by Skittles. Shane, shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> oh god, things just make you give up on humanity, right? They really do. Like you know what? I'm gonna just stay home and just not go anywhere. I'm just too many of y'all crazy ones out there. I can't with y'all. Okay, well that's Tony Deville. Thank God she's not dead or kidnapped. Uh, and while we talk about retribution, the speculation going around is that the you guys are still saying that you think that they're just putting whoever they can into the damn suits for the time being. Um, so that being said, the speculation that somehow Tommaso Champ is going to be one of the people involved with this group, maybe the leader, maybe just a person. It would be stupid to have somebody like that. And he's just one of them, which would completely ruin his push. So I'm assuming if it is him, it's all rumors, he's the leader. We're also hearing Don, Donimic Dijokovic being someone... Apparently, he actually, uh, he accidentally, I think, leaked some sort of a video or something. He put out a tweet and it was snowy static that said, we are in control. And then he deleted it afterwards, but social media. So I don't even know if it was a freaking mistake or if that was like a tease intentionally to get people either to catch or to throw them off. But that's another name that's being thrown out there. So you got uh, Champa and Dijokovic. Dijakovic. I think I also heard about uh, Sami Zayn as well. Uh, that would be weird, but you never know. Yeah. I didn't hear about him, but that would be definitely so weird. Because you know they're probably still salty about him not wanting to show up. Mm-hmm. Definitely strange. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, some of the weekly stuff that's happened. I'm not going to go into super details, but we got to talk about SmackDown, which uh, to everyone's joy... Not only was SmackDown good once again two weeks in a row, SmackDown always seems to be the show that recovers the most. But to everyone's joy, and this hasn't happened probably since the Monday Night Wars, SmackDown was no longer PG. Yep, a TV-14 rating popped up. So they didn't say anything. Nobody announced anything. We didn't have Vince McMahon come on the screen and talk about the air of PG being passe or any of that shit. But... It was TV 14 and, uh, the subject matter was definitely of a darker tone, which I did enjoy for it. Like you could just, and I like when it was drastic enough that you can tell that everything just had an overall darker tone to it. The, the, the pacing of things, uh, was definitely not directed at children. And I, that's probably what they need at this point. I don't think anyone's going to yeah. care, you know, you, you can't go with oh, we got to make sure it's okay for the kids anymore because then you're souring everybody who's not a kid. Yeah, the kids don't have money. (laughs) So Retribution opens the show with an attack. That's the replay. They're taking over backstage. They're all over the place. Those bastards. And uh, we see a girl with purple hair as one of them, even though you're, you got, you're telling me that they're placeholders. Like, she has purple freaking ends, right? Yeah. I never know they could have found a random with purple hair. You know what it is? I think the only reason I believe they don't know is because they haven't shown me enough intelligence for me to believe they even know at this point. Yeah. You know what it is for me, though? Remember, I said I was going to talk about this in the chat room. It's just yeah, hard for yeah. me to believe that WWE would let you have those close shots and exposed hair if they weren't planning on using them. But then again, you know how Kevin Dunn likes his random close up, make sure you can only see their face shots. But you but that rule only applies when you're not trying to hide their identity. How stupid is make sure you see their face when they're when they're supposed to have a fucking secret identity? It's it's Pat McAfee at takeover, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But again, these retro guys. I I definitely feel you there, but it's like 
it's hard for me to trust that they believe it at this point. My bigger problem with retribution is how many of them there are, because I'm thinking, let's just say that they did think this through, or even if they didn't, whether they did or didn't, who the fuck are they going to call up now? That's like seven or eight people, isn't it? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of motherfuckers that are going to be, I guess, assuming if they're NXT, they're going to be gone. Like, who who could they possibly call up? And, and you know what? It really just seems like the, the Nexus booking. Like, it didn't really feel that, like, the few times they've attacked this week, it just really felt like that first time with the Nexus, even the way they flipped over the announce table and Cole and them being gone and everything being left in shreds and everything. Like, it just really feels like the Nexus, except we don't know who the hell's under these masks. I thought, like, when I first saw them, I just thought it was Tozawa's ninjas again. Right? Yeah, like, I want to believe that this has some kind of a place that it's actually going. But then again, I'm just looking at, some of this company's track record and it's like it's kind of hard for me to be like okay yeah they know what's going on whereas like it seems more realistic with them nowadays that they have no clue what's going on yeah and you and you're probably right yeah. i'm just trying to I, I, I would like you don't to I, I don't think you don't start a big angle like that without having some idea what you're going to do and i like invasion angles when they're done right you know what i mean like I've always yeah. been a big invasion angle guy. I like this kind of stuff. I like when the Nexus did it, and John Cena unfortunately fucked that up. I even like the uh, we talked about. It. I like the ECW WCW Alliance invasion. Um, even a few years after that, the ECW to jump John Cena, and I was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, you know, all that kind of shit is always cool when done correctly. Even the Aces and Aces to some extent kept things interesting. You would always tune in because you wanted to know what was going to happen. But uh, it can't just be here they are, here's static, your TV's fucking up again, especially during these times when sometimes your TV actually does fuck up. The few times I forgot that Retribution was around and I thought that there was something wrong. Yep. You know, like don't open the show before you even started the storyline with static and shit. Like chill, <laughs> chill out a little bit with, a, you know, that's the one, one thing that's going to be the most realistic thing. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, if it's done the right way, I like it. So I'm not going to count them out yet. I can't. I didn't. I, I, I walked right into that one. I wa- I'm so mad at myself because I, 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 I didn't even mean to say it. I'm so pissed. That wasn't even planned. I guess I do say oh. that. <laughs> that was the highlight of the episode. See you next week, people. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess I do say don't count them out yet. Somehow, still, I don't know why. <laughs> Hopefully, this works out. I'll say that much. I did like oh, Biggie calling them the the Foot Clan. <laughs> We're not gonna be defeated by the Foot Clan. <laughs> oh, God, I like how he's like doing like his like stripe preacher Palmer promos again. Yeah, because every because he does those really well. And I know like not long before, uh, I think it was when he feuded with Rusev the first time. He started doing promos like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kalisto returns. Yeah, new mask. And now Nakamura. There we go. Setting up to put Metalik away. This is a bit. Wait a minute. Wow. It is. Kalisto is here. The third member of the Lucha House Party who has been out of action for months with a separated shoulder. But Kalisto. I'm sure they're going to give him a huge push. Can't believe it. Look hey, at man. The physique World champion. Spotlight on Kalisto. Condition and hasn't missed a main event job in Look at the double team by the Lucha House Party planting Cesaro on the ramp. I love how thanks to banging on the barricades, every wrestling show sounds like Ring of Honor now. 
And Metalik off the top that too. rope, delivers the elbow to Nakamura. Stacks him up, shoulders are down. Grand Metalik has pinned Shinsuke Nakamura. Thanks to your buddy. Good Grand Metalik pinned the first ever Japanese Royal Rumble winner. And, and a two-time NXT champion. And you know what that was? That was a very good lucha thing. That's the only thing it could be. That's still my favorite when he botched that promo. <laughs> and he knew he called himself. He knew he fucked up, but it was too late to switch. Yeah. I, a very good lucha thing. He's like, those very good lucha things. And you can tell in that pause, like, shit. <laughs> what a day it is. Lucha House Party, Kalisto reuniting with the other two members of Lucha House Party. But before we get to that, I want to talk about your victory tonight over one half of the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, how did it feel to get that victory? Muy contento, carnal. Ya sabes, ganándole a Nakamura, a los campeones de parejas. Estamos aquí presentes para enfrentar a quien sea. Couldn't have said it better myself. He did beat one half of the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And it's only a matter of time. Championship gold is going to be around our waist. The Lucha House Party way. Guys, are you ready? ¿Tú listo? ¿Tú listo? Pues mira, listo. ¿Qué, qué listo? Oh, listo. Sí. You're back. Listo. Calisto back, está listo. How did it feel to be back tonight, Kalisto? All I can say is that feel? it's... Tell me how it feels. It feels great. <laughs> but you look great. All I, thank you. Thank you. You look great, too. Him, too. All I can say is that it's about damn time the Lucha House Party becomes tag team champions. Right? Claro que sí, carnal. Vámonos. We are Lucha. 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 Yeah, that's all. Like, I don't know what the fuck he said, but yeah, Lucha. <laughs> Lucha. I mean, I mean, maybe if wow, I see what you did there. I mean, maybe you win two hundred five live. We're gonna do those tag team titles, but uh, nah, <sighs> can't deal with these cuddly luchadors being tag champions. I want my assassin luchadors as tag champions. Yeah, you want you want uh, them to have cero miedo. Uh, no, they too cuddly for that. Yeah, right. They're not TV fourteen yet. We, we've we've said before, WWE makes friendly, cuddly luchadors. AEW has murderers over there. All right. Well, Rusev was on Ryback's podcast, and uh, the two of them had nothing but positive things to say about WWE. Very uplifting, very upbeat. If you know Ryback and how he feels about WWE, and if you know Rusev and how honest he is, most I can say is you should probably listen to the entire episode. You know, you get a lot, you get a lot of information. I kind of want to now. You, I want to too. <laughs> I'm about fucking. I'm, I might have. To, I might have to tomorrow. But this is just a little taste. I was just hurt at the end. I was really yeah. hurt. I was really like personally hurt because same. We've been, you know, all the sleepless nights, all the two-hour travels, yep. all the three-hour sleeps, the international flights in the back. Me and you to India. Remember me yeah. and you to. Flew 14 hours to India in the back of the literally. We the were literally the, the back of the plane. Yeah. We never, we, we always took it as, as champs, right? We yeah. did everything. And after I had my shoulder surgery, you know, I heard about, you know, Hunter, he's got all his boys and they're texting every day and they're best friends. And after my shoulder surgery, after I give up my life for this freaking company, like not even one person reached out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not Vince, not Hunter, yeah. not Carano. Nobody was. Nobody was man enough to be like, hey, bud, are you okay? Do you need anything? I know you're in the hospital. You're by yourself because your wife is a freaking work. Yeah. I'm there laying by myself in the hospital and nobody cares, man. No. It's nobody. And and then at the same time, like, what am I doing? 
Like, why am I given everything I have? And I understand it's my dream, but gosh darn, man. Yeah. I, thank God I did good enough with my investments. I don't need to work there at all. My wife is happy. Good for her. Yeah. I am done. I am done. He sounds done. Yep. I mean, somebody gets injured, you check up on them. Like, comes that glare. No, like, hey, thinking of you. How's it hanging? I'm sure that was just one <laughs> of many things, though, you know? Yeah, that just had to be one. That was probably, that was probably the icing on the cake. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. Like, this guy seemed like he was never being used properly. We talked about it all the time on here, and I think that was just, that was it. You know, which they don't give a fuck about you when you're into. We've heard that from many people. That has to be something that we've confirmed. Yeah, they don't care. If you're not, and apparently not she's one... getting released soon as well, right? Hmm? I heard she's getting released soon as well. Really, I haven't heard that. I mean, she's a. Uh, they have her in the middle of a storyline. I think that. Uh, I think they'll keep her around. Man, yeah, but then again, can we even trust the company anymore? I don't know. Don't count them out yet. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 you would think it's not being funny after a while it doesn't <laughs> oh man did you hear about Jericho talking about some sort of an NXT spy in AEW or some shit I heard something briefly about that like it was somebody who showed up for like a one off and it was like it was a spy they'll never be he back mentioned though. it in passing I'm, oh, I, I didn't from, hear it from what I gathered from this I'm guessing that the spy leaked to Reddit that Eric Bischoff was going to be on the show but um, this is what he said it seems like maintaining a heel character with so many fans are behind you is a really unique skill what are the examples that you think have pulled it off well other examples of people well I mean you, you know we have to understand that we are in uh, a show business setting um so we're playing characters i almost feel that social media is a different ball of wax though i think the amount of people who are on social media is very small compared to the overall people watching for example when we had the debate and uh, eric bischoff was um announced on reddit and we know what the spy is by the way oh we know he'll never fucking be back in aw NXT reject was a spy. So print that. Um, I was like, listen, we can announce this or we can just not announce it and don't worry about it and see, you know, the people that know will know and maybe they'll watch if they weren't going to. And the people that don't know will still be surprised. And that's exactly what happened. People were super surprised that Bischoff was there and it worked out great. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that, like I said, social media is, is fine, but you're talking about fans behind you. You always have to play your part. There's nothing worse than a cool heel who buries the baby faces. I will never do that. Even if you're, even if you're, uh, still proper popular, you still have to know when to back down and show your ass, um, towards the baby faces. That's, that's, that's the job. Yeah. So I like how he briefly just mentioned there was a spy there that'll never be. Uh, once he's ever going to reveal who it is. No, like anybody in NXT would know, probably. You know, one of those guys, you know, it's probably Leon Ruff. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit? Did we, did we, did we see any masked black guys on Dark lately? I'm just saying, like, good old Leon Ruff. Tell us what you found. Unbelievable. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are we back there? Are we back in spying days now? Is this, is this happening really? Like, we're back in essentially it's almost a Monday Night Wars reborn? I mean, I mean to- let's be real. WWE lately's had a habit of doing stuff that worked like 20 years ago. So, I mean. Yeah, we're back to old school tactics, man. I never thought I'd relive this kind of nonsense. Yeah. And it's even worse now because there's the internet. When I lived through the Monday Night War, we, it, there was some internet, not the internet. 
<laughs> you know the big difference. Now there's some real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the reverse <laughs> now, so. Oh man. God, it's so dial angry. up internet. Yeah, that you was know. hilarious. Not people had to When Sally didn't Sally get didn't she win the most downloaded like person on AOL or something? Yeah. Back then you would get angry about something that happened in wrestling, you would run to your PC. And you would dial in, and the line would be busy for oh, an to hour. Oh, God, nobody picked up the phone. The line would be busy about for an hour. By the time you get in, you're not fucking mad about it anymore. You're so happy. <laughs> that you got, you're, you're so happy that you got on the internet that you're not even mad about what you came with that bitch. About. You hear welcome, and then the, the 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 dopamine fix kicks right, and you're like, yes, I made it. You got mail. I don't even remember why I'm here anymore. I'm so fucking happy I made it. They hit you to a week and a half later. Exactly. The Monday night wars were. Are even resolved? The Monday night wars were very timid. They were just too busy trying to get on AOL. <laughs> now, man, you have that shit in your pocket. Everyone's furious, and it's for a Wednesday. You're on there faster. You can get out what you're mad about. That's what they should do. That should be an app that somebody makes. It should be the AOL app. An app that makes it where when you unlock your phone, you have to wait through the fucking AOL process for people who are who are like impulsive tweeters or phone users. That way, that fucking extra little step... Give you some time. Hundred percent. Yo, these kids today couldn't handle that. Oh, they need to do this for specifically just Twitter. Yeah, right. They have to go to the welcome screen. Welcome. Oh my god, dude! It has to load. And if you and if you're caught as a serial repeat offender with bad tweets, then you have to we we start your shit from DOS. You swipe your phone and start from (laughs) start from the DOS screen, booting into Windows. You literally even get the little the little as it boots. What the fuck the- By the time you get to the fucking desktop, you're out of batteries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if somebody calls you, you are fucked. Oh my oh, god. Man. It wouldn't be an episode if we didn't express our disdain for fucking Twitter, man, I swear. Everybody's so angry on there. At this point, we use it strictly just for promoting the show and whatever streams we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I use it for recreational, mm-hmm. like, you know. Game, yeah, every, every now and then I'm woken up in the middle of the night, some funny shit, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah, like I might just tweet random, but that's how it should be used, like not not in an obsessive way. I mean, hey, every now and then I'm just saying WWE could learn a lesson from this one. Every now and then she pre checking on me. Yeah. I'd be happy to, and I'm like, oh, look at her. That's what you're supposed to do. That, it's like, God forbid they do anything that they're supposed to do. They didn't even want to yeah. wear masks. <laughs> you know, they're, they were in Florida. I was saying, freaking y'all knew Bruce that was her yelling check up on him. Bree thought I might be in slight danger and said, let me check up on Destin. If there was, if, if, if ever seen the movie Pitch Black? Yeah. If that, if that was real, like WWE office would be the first to go because no matter oh. how much you try to explain to them that they shouldn't go into the light, they, they go keep, into the light. But what if it's fluorescent light? No. Listen, no. motherfuckers. You know what they'd be? You know, you know what world? What if it's a reflection? <laughs> yeah. You know, the things Hell will just take them right away. They're gone. You're already I'm there. Gonna tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you what a perfect representation of WWE would have been. And you're going to love this one, Rick. That kid at the beginning of A Quiet Place, the one who they told him the, not to put the batteries in the, the fucking rock and his stupid ass. The one who wasn't quiet? That one if you fucking, after they came in and... <laughs> That's the thing. They'd be getting motherfuckers killed in a, in a quiet place. We have to have some pyro, right? On this day. I see clearly. Boom, 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 everybody's dead. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite days in the world. Well, we were off here watching that shit. You had to rewind that part at least. And they literally got got people 
hurt in a pandemic with that lack of safety. But why do we need masks? Because it's a fucking pandemic. That's why. Jesus. It's the wrong time to be listening to Austin Harris and Tyler Rex. Wow, you so you're keeping a list, huh? Oh yeah, I remember y'all motherfuckers. You can't be anti-mask, otherwise you're added to a different roster from the two that we told told you about on 2K Underground. Some of y'all sons of bitches come to my job with that bullshit. No. Yeah, well, you know my take on it. I'm I'm very cautious about that kind of shit. It's just too easy to get rid of it. Why not? So, um, in other news, the other topic that the uh, internet is angry about is the fact that, uh, I remember it was suggested by Landstorm that maybe we kind of hang back on the intergender stuff, especially since there's all this rape accusations and shit going on. And that made people go, ah, we should have intergender, all women and men, and everything should fight for the same title and be created equal. We should have a money in the bank intergender women's elimination chamber, hell in the cell. They want it all. Lumberjack. Lumberjack match, right? And all the lumberjacks should be men and women. Hey, she put Vince Russo on a pole. Fuck it. Go high. Booker T uh, actually addressed this, this one title, because that's what people are gunning for online, apparently. One title to rule them all. You have a wrestling company, and you got your world championship, and your champion could be Braun Strowman, or your champion could be Tessa Blanchard. It doesn't matter, because this is the unified world that we live in. Before you give me your opinion, because I'm sure everybody in the world now wants to just talk at the screen, this is what he had to say. Only one title. For the men and the women. I, I don't like this. You know, that's just ridiculous. It's, it's it ridiculous. It's, it's nonsensical. Um, so, so okay, now Charlotte Flair, she goes and beat Randy Orton. Right. Um, and and, and, and it ruins. Drew McIntyre. It, 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 uh, Drew McIntyre. It ruins these guys' careers uh, forever. Uh, okay, now she's going to go have to go against Braun Strowman for the title. And it, this is not Wonder Woman. Okay, this is not, you know, this is going out and trying to make people believe um, that they're watching uh, a simulated fight um, between, you know, two people, two equals. And, and, and there again, a, a man fighting a woman. Okay. Just think about it like this here. Just think about it like this here. Your, your, your sister, she got a boyfriend and your, and, and a boyfriend beat the hell out of her. What, what do you say? Well, she should fall back harder. That's ridiculous. Uh, she's bigger than him. It's a great point. You know, it makes no sense. You know, somebody, some man put their, their 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 hands on my mom or my sister. It should be a problem. And if anybody out there think it's okay for a man to fight a woman and it's a fair fight, it's a problem, you know. And and, and I just need people to think about that. Think about it in that sense right there. And maybe you would take a step back, just like you know, with this COVID thing. You know, it's okay. It's fine. Everything is fine. And dandy to your brother, uh, sister, mom dies. And then all of a sudden, what the hell am I thinking? Well, why did I think like that? You know, so can you imagine Clarissa Shields fighting Deontay Wilder? Okay. I mean, look at it from that perspective just for one second. And if you don't understand it, I have wasted my time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what do you think? So I think I've already said it before on here, and if not, I mean, when it comes to the intergender, intergender wrestling, from watching it in Lucha Underground and seeing it in some other places, in sprinkles, I don't really have a problem with it. Sometimes it adds a different flavor. Do I want it, like, constantly all the time? No. Do I think a company should have a championship where it's like, okay, it's literally anybody on the planet can have it? 
No, that was one of my problems with Lucha Underground. There was no women's title. It was literally everybody in the mix. Now, there were only maybe, I think, two cases where a woman ever challenged for, for the Lucha Underground championship. So it's not like it happened that in that often. But what made the Tessa Blanchard thing special when it happened was that Tessa had been knockout champion. And it was a case of, OK, I want more. But there was still just that ceiling for the women. Like, there's a reason we split these things up in divisions, because then it adds an element of, okay, literally, you can only go this far, so if somebody goes past it, it makes it special. You can't have intergender all the time, because for one thing, the people who are fans of it, it takes the spark out of it. It takes the the, um, the, the unique aspect out of it, and it just becomes another thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it adds that, it's like the whole thing with, like, champion versus champion. I think there was a period in the WWE where they were doing that every week for like a year it took the spark away it takes the it takes the specialness away from it when you are into that kind of thing the thing is and i'm not trying to sound sexist but just i've always said biologically physically a man is not going to be physically as strong as a woman where yeah it makes sense to have that your suspension of disbelief doesn't go that far yeah yeah exactly i think the only title it really works with is the 24 7 title and that's more of a kind of a comedy title rather than you know it's like a ha-ha thing right and, and most and people are winning that by sneaking up on people so exactly but just for me i don't i don't feel comfortable watching it and i think it's it's all about is it believable and i think apart from maybe china and potentially beth there isn't really, and maybe Charlotte to a certain extent, there isn't really anyone that I've been like, oh yeah, she could go kick the shit out of a guy. Yeah, and um, that doesn't mean there's no exceptions to the rule, but they, they just want to make it the rule. They want to make it the norm, and that's not the way that it works. It's it's like, and they, you can't have it both ways. They try to simulate being a sport at times, but there's no sports that do that. Granted, we now do have the, uh, the loose rules when it comes to what people are identifying as, but in general... It's still nonetheless male sports for boxing, female sports for, for boxing. You know what I mean? UFC has the women's division, the men's division. You kind of take away some of the validation that wrestling has acquired over the years of being sports or even sports entertainment when you don't do what all other sports do. Baseball teams do it. Basketball teams do it. The NHL does it. The NFL does it. So they'd be the only people not following that, which it's okay if the direction they want to go in is the direction that Chikara or something like that goes in where it's like, this is all fun and games and it's all not meant to be taken seriously. But when you want to be presented as a sport and you want to do business with Fox, that's when it's going to be an issue. You know? So, yeah, uh, yeah that is pretty much it. As far as that goes. All right. Anyway. So pre, I know you got to go. We're going to get you off of the call now. So we can, uh, yeah, perfect. Thank you guys. And yeah, we're going to 400. Run. Big number. Looking yes. forward to 401, 402. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to be wrapping up here shortly. We're just going to finish up SmackDown Raw and the voting polls, guys. So tune in to just vote. And don't forget, we're going to have all, right. all kinds of content. See but you later, you guys. Catch thank you, you soon. So Bye. Later. later. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree with him about that. With the whole man and woman thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I said, it's one of those things where. The only reason I ever liked it in Lucha Underground was just because it didn't happen all the time. You can't just have it all the time. Like, because even if, 
you're not paying attention to all these physical limitations, doesn't make it special anymore. Yeah. Take you you don't want something to have it to where when it happens, it takes the spark out of it. You don't want equality in the wrong way either. You know, yeah. like equality that doesn't work. Exactly. So there was a battle royal um on SmackDown. We haven't forgotten about SmackDown guys. Oh yeah, we're still there. <laughs> Try Brandon Valerie Al Raw SmackDown and NXT going at it. Shayna Baszler could have drawed Tegan Knox, not for nothing. Oh, um, yeah. I'm gonna bring it up here just so that you could take a look. You see this spot here? Yeah, and she did not have her feet set properly when she did this. Look at this. This is scary. One more time, baby. Get back that is rough, right? Like, Shayna, you got to be careful with that. Ooh. Yeah, I think, yeah, so from what it looked like, this is just from me seeing it, it looked like, yeah, definitely either the feet weren't set or they rushed into that too quick. Oh, like, that, that, like, a, them, taking a, them taking she, a slight second. She could have crippled her. She could have yeah. fucking crippled her there. That, to me, it, was it scary. It could have been bad. That was a scary moment there. Asuka does some role model surfing because the role models are bumping on the outside. And when Asuka gets knocked out when she should be eliminated, she's standing one foot on Bailey, one foot on Sasha, and manages to get back in and win the whole damn thing. Yep. So now Asuka's going into SummerSlam with two title matches. She has to fight both of them one at a time. One at a time. Uh, Jeff Hardy, very interesting situation with Jeff Hardy and uh, AJ Styles because we see Joseph Park makes yeah. an appearance on SmackDown. I never this, thought, as I live and breathe, I would see Joseph Park. So All I'm saying is during that backstage segment, we literally got the main event of the first lockdown on camera together. If you work hard, real hard, and they really, even call really, him Joseph really Park, hard, yeah. then one day, you can make it on this board, and you can face the phenomenal AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. But the Thank goodness. I still don't understand the purpose of that. Can we skip all that and then get past that whole fucking trip back down to the ramp? On my own two feet right now, after conquering my demons once more. Jump ahead a little bit. We've heard the story before. It was just mainly to show you guys Joseph Park, so that's where we're going through it. He declines his challenge for the match. You have it earned the right to be in this board. And, and I'm hoping you're thinking the same thing I was thinking. I get it, man. Let me hear what you but were thinking. No that, he, that he's going to have a my painting oh, moment. And Jeff Hardy will not nah, not my painting. My board. This is my board. Jeff Hardy wants to <laughs> challenge for the Intercontinental title. He needs to earn the He's gotten faster with his art. I agree. Styles versus Hardy would have been mega cool. Well, because he didn't, want Morris, he didn't want Morrison to come from the back and oh, fuck so it up again. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same show. We could have happened. Look at that. He's used to that canvas, boy. Look at that. That's beautiful, man. He's an artist. On what planet is this conduct becoming of a champion or a championship contender? God. So Jeff Hardy, and we got Joseph Park there. Yeah, because I guess uh, they basically announced this match for next week. But uh, what's so cool about this is. I believe this is the third time, well, not the third time they've wrestled, but the third major match they've been in together. Because 
this match was Jeff Hardy's TNA debut, his very first one, like back in the Asylum days. They wrestled each other 10 years ago, at, I believe, the Bound for Glory series, and now they're wrestling for the Intercontinental title. That's so awesome. freaking cool. Yeah, that definitely works. I love, like, yeah, I swear to God, I fucking love Joseph Park. He does that character so well. Yeah, he really does. I'm glad to see him again. I always knew he would do good in WWE. The funny thing is, whether he's Joseph Park or Abyss, he would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I did like that caught me too during this. I don't want to forget it. But I don't even know what that was. I didn't get to see what was that. Thank you for whatever that was. It'll pop up in the feed in a second. Yeah, I totally missed it. Sorry. I was looking at my own. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got you. (laughs) No, nothing popped up. It usually pops up in the the chat. Okay, that was Spartan Jesus. Spartan Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, usually it pops up in the uh, chat a little while after. So, Thank you for the host. Uh, So, AJ, right? He calls this system. Oh, yeah. He calls this system the Phenomenal Intercontinental Statistical System. And the crowd, no, piss. 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 (laughs) And he starts going, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Oh my God, that fucking is. If that that wasn't the moment you realized this shit was TV 14. (laughs) So someone tweets out a screenshot of this exact same trio in TNA Impact. AJ Styles. Jeff Hardy and Joseph Park in the ring. And they say something like, I feel like I saw this 10 years ago. And then Dixie tweets, I know, right? <laughs> Yo, so. this shit was so funny. And I love backstage. Fucking AJ, dude. When, uh, I can, I have to see if I could even find, I know we're, we're, we're running overtime here, but hey, fuck it. It's 400. <laughs> like, probably the last overtime right. episode that we'll do. You saw that backstage thing when he with the dry erase marker? I guess, yeah. Oh, that moment when you don't realize it's permanent. <laughs> Let's see if I can find this moment on this man. I was... This shit was amazing. And like you you know what it looked like? It was so he sold it so well in my head. I was like, was that supposed to be regular marker? He's such a good noble baby face that it's amazing how great of a heel he is. But yeah, here it is right here. Your new ranking system didn't go quite as you had hoped. Uh, does this mean you're reconsidering Jeff Hardy's challenge? Look at Jeff Hardy assaulted me. He doesn't respect me. He doesn't respect the Intercontinental Championship. He doesn't respect analytics. Jeff Hardy wants a piece of me. He's going to get it. I'm going to show you and everyone else what happens when you mess with AJ Styles. You get erased. <laughs> <laughs> Permanent marker. Come on. Oh, see, you get erased, and he tried to use his fucking vest. I love how, like, with the I love how when the glove didn't work, the vest was Plan B. That's oh fun. my god! <laughs> I want to get Joseph Park's story. Oh, and then Joseph tweets. My apologies to AJ Styles for my dereliction of duty in the quote-unquote Markergate incident on SmackDown tonight. That Jeff, Markergate. that Jeff Hardy assaulted you, AJ. I saw the whole thing. We're here at Park, Park, and Park. Well, fuck. Yo, if he brings in Park, Park, and Park, I am done. You see, SmackDown's still fun. SmackDown's still fun. You got 
Big E submitting Morrison with a stretch muffler, an awkward looking stretch yeah. muffler, but a stretch the old, muffler. Uh, the old Brock lock. Yeah, right? Was that, is that his thing now? I mean, he's been using that move quite a bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, I, I love that move. Like, it's a really, it looks like just the shittiest move to have to get put in. And Seamus is like still a heel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Seamus is still healing it up. Seamus, not a good heel, but just an annoying heel, but I guess that's better than no heel. Better heel than Shorty G. Yeah. So perform SmackDown one on the air. They set up a storyline, or at least Nikki Cross did. At this point, I can't tell when the wrestlers are just trying to help because they see the fucking lack of writing or when they're told to do things. But Nikki Cross kind of did her own thing on her own channel to go into SmackDown. I'm going to put here. For the last couple of weeks now, I've been trying to think of what to say, trying to think of the right thing to say. I've just been in bits. Uh, I keep replaying it over and over in my head, pushing Alexa down like that. I think I just let the obsession of becoming SmackDown Women's Champion just just get get to me too much and I left my best friend like that. I left my best friend and for what? I didn't win. So what was it all for? And I just I just want to talk to her so badly. I just want to tell her I'm sorry. You know, I did this and this is all on me. All of it. And I left my best friend alone and vulnerable, and no matter what, I know that I have to make that right. Yeah, so this is the reason why she came into the show. It kind of explains, it's like, it's, that's the, that's, I feel so bad for these people. They're trying to fucking further their own storylines because WWE doesn't do anything for it. But by the time SmackDown comes on, she's already pretty much ultimately forgiven Alexa Bliss. But for anyone that's watching that doesn't watch every single one of their social media outlets, might have been a little confused when she was like, you know, it kind of almost seemed like the, the apology was already half put out there because it was. You know, that's what they do nowadays. You know, you have to kind of go into business for yourself. But anyway, Alexa Bliss wants answers in regards to what happened with Braun. They bring up the entire little team, Little Big, from the Mixed Match Challenge a few years ago. Uh, she tries to slap sense into Braun, but Braun's even... A newly now. shaven Braun. Yeah, newly shaven, bald Braun Strowman. Bald Strowman. He looks like Bald Bull from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out now. <laughs> you know. What do you think of that look? I think he looks like Bald Bull. I think that I think that the prophecy has been fulfilled, and he is now the next big show. Look at him! Look at him! It's the big. You, oh God! I didn't see it till just now. Oh, it's you're right. Show. It's the new big show. Turns face and heel, and you never know what he's oh, going to do. Where is the Braun show? This Braun show, exactly. There you go. And she tries to slap him, but he's really big, so she can't just slap him once. You know, you got to like do like rapid slaps and shit. And uh. He winds up sort of press slamming her, but they do that stupid effect that's not getting on my nerve when they don't want you to see somebody bump or like at the collision, the lights cut out or whatever. And then the fiend suddenly in the ring and Braun's laughing hysterically in the Tron and that's how they go off the air. Yeah, I, th- I think this is the only time it made sense because the fiend's things are when he does show up, the lights go out and they were gradually, he was teasing, throwing her, I guess, into the crowd. And every time he'd make a motion, a little more of the lights would fade out. Yeah. Well, at least certain things are working. SmackDown's definitely entertaining, and it keeps people talking, yeah. and that's really what wrestling's supposed to do. So that leaves us with just Raw, which brought in uh, 1.722 million viewers, slightly up from last week's 1.714 million viewers. Uh, the Viking Raiders, uh, I'm not going to talk about everything Raw. The, the Viking Raiders, I thought that was interesting, where they're messing with uh, Garza's girl. Uh, which one is it, Hanson? Is it? Yeah. 
he brings enough he, he brings that out that turkey leg and he caught a he sort of uh brings a past her like i said in the chat he brought enough meat to give it to her twice because the <laughs> garza takes the, the the leg and slams it on the floor and he pulls out another one he's like surprise <laughs> I, got, I, I got twice the meat that you do <laughs> i got bonus meat yeah uh other big things that happened for smackdown they announced the thunder drone that's right just when you thought there weren't going to be any more mad max movies you get one right now no. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah, so whatever, Thunderdome, Thunderdome. Uh, so this thing is uh is a big, giant mess. Is the best way that I can describe it. Uh, they're gonna be moving to uh the Amway Center. Is essentially what's happening. Do you have details about what this thing is gonna be? So from what I've heard here and there. First of all, mm-hmm. what was going to be? It's going to be big enough to where they can apparently put pyro in here. Like we might, we're apparently going to be seeing pyro come back. Um, it's supposed to have like these massive LED screens. I think it's supposed to look the closest to a regular arena that we've seen since this pandemic has ended. Well, since this pandemic began, I mean, right? Yeah, see what you're seeing now. Um, for those on demand, the uh, only audio people. They've shown some photos of basically it under construction. And like this area is huge. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird because uh, they're not allowed to have fans there. You know, they're going to be able to produce SummerSlam there. This is where the Orlando magic normally is. But they have an agreement with the city of Orlando where fans are not going to be allowed there until at least October 30th. So this is still going to be empty despite there being speculation that they were going to have fans there. And uh, they put their production truck at the Amway Center. Uh, but it's not that far from the performance center. Apparently they're only 7.4 miles apart from where they were. Um, and basically, according to Melsa, he was saying that they're speculating that the reason why WWE did this is because since they always make excuses in regards to why AEW does better than them, and it's never because they have a better product or better matches, it's probably just one of those things where it's like, well, you know, AEW is in a place that's more lively when we're in a place that's dark, uh, so we got to get out of the performance center. So this is the reason why they're now trying this, where they're going to go out into the, the Amway. And they basically said that there's going to be a new fan experience Uh you're going to be able to sign up on their social media pages and it, it's literally August 21st. It's going to be for a SmackDown, uh, on the 22nd. It'll be for, for takeover on the 23rd. It'll be for SummerSlam on the 24th. It'll be for Raw on the 26th. It'll be for NXT on the 28th. It'll be for SmackDown again on the 30th. It'll be for payback. I did not realize that payback and SummerSlam were literally one week after the other. So we get SummerSlam this Sunday and Payback next Sunday. Whose fucking bright idea was that? Right? Like, so you can't even give me like a week in between. Are you like, shitting me? Do we need two like, fucking pay-per-views? During no. <laughs> so this Sunday and next Sunday we have pay-per-views. Wonderful. And then you get Raw. So these are this is the Raw experience. And they said that this is going to be their home for the foreseeable future in this new center. And yeah. uh, Kevin Dunn said, WWE has a long history of producing the greatest live spectacles in sports and entertainment, yet nothing compares to what we're creating with the WWE Thunderdome. This structure will enable us to deliver an immersive atmosphere and generate more excitement among the millions of fans watching our programming around the world. And we are hearing, according to the Executive Vice President 
um, which is basically him. He said to Spokes, Sports Illustrated that they're going to be flying drones. They're going to be doing, have flying drones all over and there's going to be a thousand LED boards. So that's what it's going to basically be, right? Fans floating fucking faces. <laughs> like this is all I could think of. Oh my there's going to be pyro. There's going to be smoke. There's going to be lasers. There's going to be drones and there's going to be LED boards. So I'm guessing that the way the fan experience is, you're going to put your stupid fucking faces all over the floating screen. Let's be real. Some people out there, I don't know if you could trust them to put their, their face on the screen. He said, we can do things production-wise that we could never otherwise do. We're flying drones in the arena. We're putting a roof inside the Armway Center. We'll be able to project content onto the roof. So when a big star like Drew McIntyre comes down to the ring, the whole arena will turn into his content with lasers and pyro and smoke, projections on top of the building and on the floor. It'll be a big, beautiful entrance, better than WrestleMania. So it's going to be this crazy fucking light show that's going to happen. They're going to be doing virtual fans, they said, but they're going to be creating an arena-type atmosphere. They're not going to have a flat board. They're going to have rolls and rolls and rolls of fans. They're going to have a 1,000 LED boards. They're going to create the arena experience that you're used to seeing in WWE. The atmosphere is going to, will, will be night and day from the Performance Center. It's going to have WrestleMania levels of production. You're going to see what you normally expect from the audience. And uh, they're going to put the arena audio into the broadcast, so, so like baseball, but the audio is going to be mixed with the virtual fans so that when the chants start, you're going to hear it coming from the virtual and the real fans and the floating fucking drones and the holograms and all this other shit. I can't wait. Yo, you know what the funny part about this whole thing is going to be? <laughs> what? When that one fan gets too loud in their mother's basement, you hear fucking turn that shit off. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, what the WWE pays $450,000 for the next two months worth of programming in the Amway Center. So we got to deal with this shit for two months. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're hearing that this is going to be all the way until the end of the year. But right now, they've just signed up for two months. I think the reason why they did that was just so that they could change the... the Because right now, they're not allowed to have masks. And I mean, they're not allowed to have uh, fucking fans. So you know what I mean? Like, this whole thing is being done in a way where uh, they can renew that contract probably in October to then start having fans depending on how things are going oh god holy shit and apparently where i would i believe we're gonna see this thing as soon as this next smackdown coming up oh i can't wait i, I can't wait that's probably where they're gonna test it you know oh dear god it's just one thing after another with this company i swear i mean they're trying i give them credit they take money and they just keep throwing it up in the air until it materializes into positivity i guess you know and that is uh oh my god i don't even know what to say about it you know yeah, it's going to be a thing. It's it's definitely going to be a thing. Uh, last piece of NXT news. Apparently, according to Wrestling Observer, there was a spot during NXT tapings where Gargano fell really badly on his head and the match was stopped and they had to tend to him. But he was OK afterwards and they started the match from the beginning and did the whole match over again. So you're not going to see like a cut or anything. They did it. So I'm assuming whatever happened, there was enough that they knew he wasn't concussed and he wasn't hurt because they did the match over again. So. Yeah. Right, bell just wrong. You know, yeah, exactly. But you got to be careful. There's too much head shit going on lately. You know, something tells me it probably is dive. Yeah, we'll never know though, unfortunately, unless somebody in the future says it in a shoot or whatever. You know, Peyton Royce recently won some sort of bodybuilding competition. Yeah, she won a couple of trophies because she uh, tried it for the first time. Apparently, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Second and third place trophies. Oh. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. Incredible shape. Incredible. Absolutely. That's the one that the, the, 
uh, that Vince is high on. Exactly. Which is showed tonight, too. Yes. Uh, John Xavier, second Ring of Honor champion ever, passed away, sadly, at 46 years old. Uh, he beat Loki at Ring of Honor uns- Unscripted, September 21st, 2002. He had the title for 182 days. Samoa Joe then went over him at Night of Champions, uh, March 22nd, 2003. Uh, this is according to Ringside News. They said his uh, final match was 2016 for the ICW. Uh, and he had a four-year absence from the ring. Uh, yeah, he was apparently going to be doing something, I believe, for Ring of Honor. They were going to do like a past meets present match. I think he was going to go up against Jay Lethal, but then the pandemic happened. Uh, no cause of death, so... Uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone involved. Yeah. Very sad. Rest in peace, one of the OGs. Yeah, absolutely. One of the ones that paved the way. All right. Well, I guess we talk fucking raw a little bit. <sighs> yep. Which we've still been talking about, actually. So we're still talking raw. Aside from the Thunderdrome stuff, we had Natalia and Mickey James, who had the, like I said, I earlier alluded to this, but we have two of the best women. And we couldn't just have that match. We had to shit on it with Rollins, Dominic, and the Samoa Joe bullshit. Like, you can't just space it out a little bit. You have to have it in the middle of a match, like, the, hey, said, Joe's like, wait a minute. Can we just have a match? Like, and mm-hmm. the most insulting thing of everything, Mickey James' first match back in what year, year and a half? And one she gets the, no entrance. One of the real time Natalia actually has a singles match too. No interest, no nothing. But we have time for this fucking Joe thing, you know. They they shit on Mickey James. I've always felt that, that this company doesn't like her. They did that piggy angle with her just because she got a little thick and she looked good during that era and they made the fucking piggy angle. You know, she went to TNA, she comes back and then they're just shitting on her. I don't like that they disrespect her because she's actually one of the better women. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? No, she to came me, back and she was just nothing more than Alexa Bliss's bullet monkey for a few months. It it bothers me. And that's something I give TNA for. TNA let Mickey James be as good as she's meant to be and as good as she actually is. And WWE, if you're a straight up WWE fan and you never watch Mickey James out of here, you literally would have no idea that she's any good. Because aside from the fucking, the biggest thing claimed to fame was the Trish fucking thing you know the trish stalker thing they never really like her victoria angles and all that other shit never got over the way it needed to and they never utilized her the way they should have and it's a shame one of the better women in wrestling tna let that girl eat and she was fantastic over there she comes back and it's the same shit again makes me sick even to the point where they give her the same fucking music yeah and and then again it's it's with this nonsense with the i mean i get the rollins angles invested a lot but do you do you paste it on top of the women shit like that and i hate for it to be a sexist thing but i never see the women shit pasted on top of the guy shit like that so don't do it uh nia jack's punching her way through that barricade was kind of cool like i do like that they're giving her really that monster physique her and Shayna Baszler were having that thing where it's like it's like a never-ending battle between the two of them like she actually interrupts her from the match and we don't even know what how it got resolved but Shayna manages to make it back to her corner to help oscar in the match against uh bailey and sasha and bailey actually winds up tapping to uh Shayna. so you know i thought that was kind of cool yeah shitty raw underground has ziggler choke out a viking raider they had to win somewhere. You know, uh, the big highlight of Raw, I don't know what I'm skipping, dude, because I'm, uh, again, I'm only going by with, I know we had 24 7 title stuff. We had stuff with the Beatdown Clan. We had all that other bullshit going on. Uh, the main thing was Shawn Michaels coming out at the end to talk to Randy Orton and predictably getting hit with an RKO and a punt, uh, which leads to uh, Drew McIntyre coming out and a brawl, but then he winds up getting hit with an RKO too to leave Randy Orton going off on top. I guess leaving the pay per view Raw Go Home show with some heat. I leave anything out? Nothing important. <laughs> thank, thank God. Thank Jesus. Yeah. 
All right. Now we get to do our SmackDown 2020 poll, ladies and gentlemen. This will be on the top of the Talk Brunch website sometime tomorrow, or you can look at the comments uh, on this video and you will see it there and at a bunch of other places. Because okay, WWE if, actually if you, advertised SummerSlam. If you're talking about the Randy Orton TikTok where he's dancing with his daughter, yeah, I saw it. I skipped it. I skipped it being on this show after I saw it. Yeah, so I definitely, if there was another one after that, then I skipped that one too. <laughs> hey, but have Randy Orton TikTok heat. But have all kinds of heat in this bitch. We're looking to wrap up quickly here, guys. So we're just going to sort of plow through here uh, and look at this SummerSlam card. I'm going to bring the card up actually on uh, the big screen here. Just bear with me a second here. We do it live, guys. There it is. It's live and it's up. All right. SummerSlam poll. First match, hair versus hair. Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose. I can see this being, I mean, Mandy's already lost a little bit of hair. So it comes, karma comes back full blown on Sonya and she loses all of it. Yeah. And she gets the Molly look. Right. Okay. She's the Molly in the situation. So it's like the Molly. Yeah. She'll get the meaner attitude. We talked about that. Hair changes the world. SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't even know who's going to go first, but on this card, we have it listed where Bailey has to defend her title against Asuka. So because of their history going all the way back to NXT, Bailey's only ever beaten Asuka once and it was non-title. I wonder if that plays a factor, because if it does, Asuka might walk away with at least one of those titles and this might be the one. You think so? Yeah, Bailey's, like I said, like in championship matches, Oscar's never lost to Bailey. It would look bad for Oscar to lose twice, but I don't. Th- I don't know if I, I don't know. I feel like because Sasha just got her belt, she'd be the one to retain. Whereas Bailey's been champion a long time. I'll, I'll bite with you there. I'll follow that route. If Oscar's yeah. going to win one title, it'll be Bailey's, unless they really yeah. rush it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she walks away with at least one, it's got to be this one. Unless they're going to make her Oscar two belts, then she has to fight Sasha. Yeah. Now the one thing we don't know is. Are these matches going to be back to back? That we don't know. In which case, Sasha immediately, as well. immediately after covering Bailey, I could see Sasha coming in and kicking the utter shit out of her before there's a celebration. Like Bailey, like, like title, literally instant She comes with a double axe handle from the back and she's stomping. They fuck her up for the next match, possibly. Uh, this will be the title that Sasha retains if they even lose any title, because I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, Universal Championship. The monster Braun Strowman against the fiend Bray Wyatt. They have him coined as the monster. I guess he turned back into his old form is what they're indicating here. Yeah, he's gone back to his old ways or something. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? This one's kind of weird. I feel like what might happen, I could see the fiend winning, mainly because Bliss would cost Braun the match. Because it's like she still basically didn't get her answers. And now the fact that he pretty much tossed her 12 feet in the air and dropped her, she's a little bitter. So and it seems that, like one thing I think we had mentioned in SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, that interaction between Bliss and the Fiend briefly where she touched his mask and then the Fiend backed away. Yeah. So it seems like the, I wouldn't, I'm not going to call this Sister Abigail, but it seems to be some kind of a weird bond that's grown between those two. So you think the Fiend will get a title run? Yeah. I think the Fiend will actually get kind of, will, will erase that shit that happened with Bill years ago. But. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that being the cause of Fiend getting his belt back. Stacy says Bliss and Braun are in on it. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. That would be interesting. United States Championship, Apollo Crews defending against MVP. Crews, because it is not 2006. 
I'll go with you there. Let's just move along. <laughs> I've had enough of that feud. Street Fight, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. So what's kind of cool about this, first of all, I'm going Dominic, but it's because to think 15 years ago, this kid was watching his dad and Eddie Guerrero fight door custody. Eddie almost and 15 years later, the kid's having his first match here. Like I said, Eddie almost became your poppy. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, give it to Dominic. Which give is it appropriate. To the He's too. sort of the father of almost all the cruiserweights, but you know, you got your real. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and plus it's his first match. It would look bad for Ross yeah. not to let the kid take an ass kicking. Maybe Mysterio will accompany him or show up or help in some way. Yeah, I mean, they they confirmed tonight on Raw that Ray will be at ringside. Raw Tag Team Championship: Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza. If they may go through all this shit and Andrade and Angel Garza don't win the titles, I don't see what the point was. So you think they're gonna the Street Profits gonna lose? Yeah, I think I think the Profits are losing this one. Mm. Yeah, I mean they are pushing the Angel Garza character. Andrade not so much. So yeah, we'll see. Don't forget, guys, get your votes in. And lastly, WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. It is too soon, and it is not ten years ago. I I there's I have, there's no reason to have Randy Orton as champion right now. I think Randy Orton's going to go over and then Edge will win it from him at some point in the future and have one more title run. So. Yeah, I can see it. All right. Well, either way, we'll see. We'll be revisiting this over the week and we'll determine whether or not anything that we have said to you guys is accurate. And hopefully some of it is. Yeah. Don't forget to be here in the chat room on twitch.tv slash talk during both events, Saturday and Sunday night. We are here talking, interacting throughout it. And then we will do post shows following both Wanted to thank you guys once again for everything. All of you, especially you supporters in the chat room. Thank you for being here for 400 episodes. All of you, all of you on iTunes, those of you that started on SoundCloud. It's been wonderful. If you want to support the cause, you share this out, you tweet it, you interact with us on social media. That's better than any money. Not that donations aren't appreciated when you guys have done it. But really, at this point, word of mouth as we grow, we're going to be bringing in new people past this 400th episode and we have a lot of new projects that we're going to be working on so stay tuned again word of mouth helps thank you guys to all of you that are here regulars willie b2 cooler ice eb gamer six Slayer, stasis dreams iron frost tip 85 sugar shane king quest 770 good old pre thank you for joining us one of our old school alumni brunchers george with a z one fps Jin Jean, Swan Schlong, the community showcase that stopped in, your boy Chuck, who's here for all the extra streams, Spartan, Jesus, Universe, Bloodluster, and of course, all of you who listen for years on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and continue to listen. Thank you to you all. You've all helped contribute to us getting this far. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 400, hosted by yours truly, Rick Garrett, aka Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Mr. Destin Frazier, aka Soul Glow. We're out of here. See y'all at 500. Keep it glowing, baby. Shut it down.